When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we will be finishing The Shadow Rising with chapters 57 and 58, A Breaking in the Threefold Land, and The Traps of Ruridian. Enjoy! All right, welcome to season four, episode twenty-eight, the final episode of season four, where we wrap up the Shadow Rising. We finish it all. Um, and since our last recording uh, an hour ago, we have no new patrons. <laughs> At least let me check. Uh, I, I didn't really check to see if I did. Watch, I think we're gonna have a patron. <laughs> uh, That'd be cool if we got one in between. No, we do have a patron. Yes, we do have a new patron. Uh, Lumen, welcome. I'm in a Smurf account real quick. We, we, no, we do. Uh, we actually what? have a new patron. Uh, Lumen. No way. Look at that. Look at that. Um, I will update your role. Yeah, we'll yeah, I will update your role and everything once they're done recording, because I'm not going to try to do that right now. Um, so, but thank you, Lumen. Yay, you got a new patron. Um, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I figured that this would be really easy. Like, no, new patrons. But no, no, we do. Um, That's... <laughs> Awesome. Um, as far as the numbers go, I always give you updates on something. So the one thing I was going to update you guys, and this is new listeners um, for this episode, because uh, one thing I do track is how how many people are are new people are coming to our podcast, listening to it. Last month we had like one of the highest growth. I have not updated October's numbers, so I don't know. But it was like it's, it was higher than the month before. So not as much as last month, but still a really good number. So we got a lot of new new people, about four hundred new people. Uh, listening to the podcast. Um, wow. So I, you know, why are all you people listening? Yeah, those are all those are new Chris listeners. Is dumbfounded every single time. Yeah, I don't get it. I am because I'm like, why are these people listening to us? <laughs> I have fun doing it. I I'm glad that you all enjoyed as well. Yeah, I do too. Like, so I I have actually like started telling more people about it because I'm like, I don't believe like I don't believe this is actually happening. But if you actually go look at our Facebook and stuff, which I rarely ever do, and our Twitter and Alan does a phenomenal job of this. We actually have followers. Like it's kind of crazy to think that people actually want to hear us talk. People like me. Speaking as the representative of the community, they do. It, yeah. It's worth it for sure. I'm out. Oh, thank I'm you. With yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, it's been fun. And we do have a guest tonight. Um, but I, I, just oh. the sheer numbers. I know this. Go for it. Keep Go going. Ahead. No, no. Keep, no. Glad, keep, keep, telling me, keep, keep telling me how awesome, like how awesome my podcast, how awesome the podcast I created is. Keep, keep going, Chris. Oh. Right, it, right. It's right. Not, like I just, I'm, I'm gonna have to be honest with you. Like I really, when we first started this, I told my then fiance, now ex, like if this goes beyond two months, <laughs> I'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah, two years later. <laughs> two years later, it's like I'm at a whole other fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was talking about our relationship or the podcast. <laughs> don't worry, guys. We have Chris into some self-help classes. Uh, Chris, well, let's just go ahead and do one of our lessons now. So repeat after me. 
say I'm good enough. I'm good I'm enough. I'm smart enough. I'm smartish enough. And doggone it. And doggone people it. People like me. <laughs> people like me. I go. actually do need some affirmations <laughs> like that in it's my your life. your daily affirmation with Ian yeah, on Wheel Thank you. Yeah. There you go. You may continue now. So, yeah. So, we do have a guest tonight. Uh, we have David Russell, uh, who is one of our, our highest tier patrons. Um, so, thank you so much for coming on and Woo! joining us um, to help us finish up this uh, this awesome book. Um, actually, The Shadow Rising is my personal favorite book just because of everything that happens. It really opens up the story. And we can talk more about it throughout this episode if we want to kind of gush on the book uh, or talk about what you don't like about the book. But... Uh, it's up there. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, not everybody's favorite, but mine. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite endings for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's, so. di- it's different than yeah. the first three. So the first, it's it's really where you have a different type of storyline. So I, I, when I talk to people about the difference between the books, the first three books are definitely a hero's journey type books where you have, it's a, we're going on an adventure, Lord of the Rings type style. And we have to fight a bad guy at the very end. And it's a big boss. And then we move on to the same big boss for the first three books. You're fighting Balsamon every single time at the very, very end. It's just this epic battle, and it's the same boss. Uh, it's like Mario going against uh, Bowser. Um, that, that's the first three books. And then you get into Shadow Rising, where yeah. the Wheel of Time really becomes its own story. Um, and it's no longer a Lord of the Rings knockoff. It is something completely different. Um, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, I, the world starts out a lot like Lord of the Rings, which was on purpose. Robert Jordan said he did that on purpose because he wanted to to take that trope and take the master Tolkien and, and then flip it on its head eventually. And that's what he did. Um, so anyway, that's why I like it. But so, so David, yeah, I think t- since we're talking about this, we got to, we got to throw back, we got to throw back to the end of the last book where we had your brother, um, Cuddy buddy. I think mm-hmm. he goes by in discord and he was the one talking about how this book coming up is like probably one of the best ones because it really starts to expand the world, just like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And I think, just keep saying the same thing over again. Um, the end of the last three books, it's like almost everything got tied off. Like everybody pretty much came back together. There were just a few loose ends where like maybe the story could keep going, maybe the story could keep going. At the end of this, every single one of our characters, there's a little bit of resolution. But they're in different parts of the world, and each one of their stories are now ready to branch off in a bazillion possible directions. So, like, the world is now—my arms aren't big enough. I have little T-Rex arms, but the world is yay big and getting bigger. <laughs> and getting bigger. So, yeah. That's what she said. That's what she said. Ah. <laughs> so, um, as far as personal life, what's happened in the last hours, I've, I've opened another truly— um, uh, uh, seltzer and um, that's all I got for personal life <laughs> <laughs> so let's skip over personal life since if you guys... I rated my kids Halloween candy Ooh. wait 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 I have I have personal life I had a Mr. Yeah. Good Bar a Kit Kat three little sleeves of Whoppers and a Twix bam and I have Dang. decided that I'm going to start looking into two different career fields, be it financial advising and then management trainee programs. So anybody has any input on that, hit me up in the DMs, DMs. and let me know what you think. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was productive. Yeah. yeah. Multitasking over yeah, there. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you should see my, my fiance's father's resume. It's fucking phenomenal. That's crazy. <laughs> But he's also like an exec, so yeah. yeah I had to be. edit my mom's resume one time when she was trying to be like VP of like nursing at her hospital. 
because I have an English degree. So she was like, David, go ahead and just like check okay. it over. And I, you know, I did, but I was just like, <laughs> okay. And then I look over at my resume and I'm like, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he has a portfolio. Waiter I have a resume. Years, like, uh, <laughs> Mom, you legit do stuff. Yeah, my yeah, my yeah. dad retired yeah, last but, year uh, from his company that he started, and and so he's never so he actually has another job now, but he had to apply for a job for the first time since the seventies. <laughs> you know, he's like he's like I have to write a resume. I don't know how this works. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> like quite literally, he went. Her dad went from the executive vice president and chief consumer, or that's what he is now, executive vice president and chief consumer officer for Novant. And prior to that, he was the regional executive managing director for a USA Trust Bank. Okay. It's like. Yeah. Just slide in, slide in one of those that, positions there, Chris. Insignificant. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what my goal is now. Yeah. What's his business card like? I bet it's amazing. Oh, my Probably God. Probably went all out like American Psycho. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. A, like a metal card, yeah. Eggshell. Oh, eggshell. It's got the pearl gloss egg, or whatever egg, it was. Eggshell texture. Eggshell. Eggshell. That's what that's Eggshell white. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, yeah. So yeah, well, I'm drinking. I'd never seen this before. It is a Yingling Hershey's Porter. Ooh. Oh, oh I saw I it for the first time that. myself. Is that good? Yeah, it is really good. It's not as chocolatey as I was expecting, but that probably makes it more appealing to everyone who's not me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I love chocolate. A lot of, a lot so of people like freak out. It's good though. Yeah. A lot of porters and stouts have started doing that. I mean, like as far as like a ten dollars six pack, you can get at a gas station. Yeah, we had, um, I guess it was a couple of St. Patty's days ago, we bought some Guinness that was like, or maybe it was, yeah, it was Guinness that was, that was aged in Jameson barrels, I want to say. It was interesting. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That yeah, was good. It was very Irish. I mean, yeah, because they're both the Irish. Irish. <laughs> all out. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. At the Great Irish Fire. How can we make our beer sandwich. better? Soak it in liquor barrels. Okay. <laughs> it's like what you go for when all the green beer's gone on St. Patrick's Day. You're like, all right, now we'll do this. Yeah. yeah. And to top it off, you could drop liquor into it before you chug it. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, <laughs> genius. Yeah. That's, you only it, do it once you're already drunk. It just yeah, makes it better. When, when someone says whiskey, that's the closest way to my heart or get me get my attention um, because I'm, I'm a big whiskey drinker. And... Uh, yeah, I, I, in my job, my regular job, nine to five job, I have like wholesalers yeah. that come in and try to get me to sell stuff all the time. And normally I blow them off and don't listen to them. And I had one that I'd never talked to before and they called me out of the blue, you know, like not scheduled a meeting, just called me out of the blue. And, and I was getting ready to hang up on them pretty much like not interested. And like, before you hang up, before you, I just want to tell you about an event we're holding. Uh, we're going to have the official distiller of Angel's Envy come in and do a presentation for you and send you some liquor in the mail. I was like, wait, stop. I'm in. I'm in. You got me. <laughs> Halfway close the door. We'll open it back up. Like, oh, 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 no. What? I just sold six All of your way. products, and I don't even know what you do. <laughs> I don't even know what you do. And I, That's what I kids need there. to sell to go to band camp. That's what they need to do instead yeah. of those chocolate bars. Yeah. They came home with liquor sales. Hell, yeah, I'll be buying that. Yeah, exactly. So they sent me five percent uh, markup. Oh, but it gets the kids notebooks and pencils. Okay, and it's delivered to your door. Yeah, I mean, in my state, that's hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> they, they delivered. Uh, they don't let you just do that. Yeah, a uh, little. They're a little like the airplane, like little, yeah, single shot. So, but they a bunch of them, different flavors. That was pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, that's a fast way to get my attention. Yeah, you say you say, college, you say whiskey. One of my huh? friends. All right, I was just saying that in college, one of my friends ordered a bunch of absinthe that was like basically disguised as antiques because it was in these fancy bottles. 
and normally you can't get real absinthe in the United States because uh, they have to like get, make it without the hallucinogenic part, which is no fun. So uh, <laughs> he ended up just getting a bunch of absinthe from somewhere in Europe, and it was nice. pretty crazy. And there were all these different color bottles, and he was like, "All right, gentlemen, choose your weapon." And I was like, "Give me the blue one." Yeah. <laughs> It was it was interesting. I, I I tried to channel my inner Hemingway, you know. There you go. Gotcha. Right, right. Got yeah. you. Ah, Hemingway. Yeah. All right. So predictions. Brief pause. Let's go. What predictions you guys got for this one? You guys had some. Oh man. Oh oh. I I had some. back to what I said last time. Uh, I had predicted that Landfear was already with him, in the waste, and traveling uh, with them. Yeah. Didn't we? All? Also predict that she and the other one were hiding out in the band of yeah. More specifically, which I think that was a given for right. real. That was, was that really a prediction? He made that kind of obvious for yeah, us. Yeah, it, it was an easy conclusion. Um, we did predict way back when that there was going to be some important Angriels and Tonk. Well, I'm skipping chapters, but we did predict that there was going to be some really important Angriels mm-hmm. and Tongriels in uh, Roydian. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then way back in book one or two, when we first saw the big statues, we predicted the the uh, inevitability of the immense power that would be able to be used through them. We just didn't know how yeah. and what it was going to do, but we knew that they were going to play a huge role. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, book two, right? When they came across yeah, that. Yeah, book two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what else? Um you know, we, we kind of loosely predicted there might be more than one dragon. Mm-hmm. Of course, we thought it was going to be Matt, or he who come with the dawn. We thought it was going to be Matt. and Could have been, yeah. But, but we, we were wrong about the who, but the concept was there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, um, so we've been talking about forever that Rand needs to find somebody that he can learn from. And we dabbled True. around with a couple of ideas, but then we did land on him learning from a Forsaken. It, so the, the yeah. way this happened is not necessarily how I thought it would unfold at not all. Not at all. But I think it kind of finds clo- closely in line with what we were feeling. Mm-hmm. Did we ever at least... Ju- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because you also were trying to... You were pointing to Lanfear before as yes. even being the source right, of trying to organize learning. It. Yeah. And she can't yeah. do it herself. Right. Uh, you get the sense that she'd rather have more control, maybe, you know, and, and teach him what she wants him to know. But at the end, she's just like, here, take this guy. He'll, he'll do yeah, it. Yeah. So it's kind of both, and then, I think. Yeah. Did we, loosely, did we loosely joke about there being water in the, in the waste? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Didn't we, didn't we like, yes. didn't we say yeah. that? Yeah. I think we yeah, did. I think on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah oh. Rand, like, mentions that he feels the water when he, when he first, like, opens up the fountain. But then you guys are talking about, like, oh, yeah, it's all going to go everywhere. It's going to gush out. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 <laughs> we were kind of like, innuendoing. Oh, shit, what's but... going on? And that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got that one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Alan owes two steak dinners. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this isn't a warder bet now. Nah, nah, don't, don't, yeah. yeah, that was the only one that has a steak dinner on it. It's the warder bet. <laughs> Which we still have time. We got a lot of books yeah. left. Yeah, there's a lot. Books. There's a lot. We do. All right. So let's move right into chapter 57 A Breaking in the Threefold Land. And the chapter symbol is the Aiel Spears and Buckler. So, obviously, we're back in the waste with the Aiel. Um, and this is the breaking. You know, Rand will break them and then bind them and break them. And this is probably the beginning of the breaking of the Aiel. I don't know but if you guys thought that. he binds them to break them, but binding them again 
mm-hmm. through the breaking. Yep. It's just a little bondage. Yeah, it's just just roping. It's got to one ring them a little bit. Yeah, just small yeah. giggity, one little tiny giggity. Tiny, tiny giggity. So let's yeah. get right into this. So Rance, um, you know, thinking about the last few days, hmm. he's finally uh, they've arrived at Al uh, Cardal. I don't know if I said it right. Is Al Car Al Al Cardal? Butchering that probably. That's okay. Um, well, don't ask me, man. Yeah, only to find <laughs> only to find that actually Cooladin and the Shido got there before him, uh, which they kind of figured they they broke camp, you know, before they did. They were trying to catch up, um, and all the people are kind of gathering around. They're still waiting on some of the tribes, and there's a lot of tension going on because, like, you know, a lot of people want to wait till all the tribes show up, and of course, Cooladin's itching just to go ahead and pronounce himself, and we found that out in a few chat, paragraphs. Um, his motivation. Which kind of gets caught off left, or, you know, from left field. But yeah, so let's talk about this opening scene. Like, what do you think about this? They get to this place, and this is supposed to be the prophecy place where Ram proclaims himself. And um, the tensions are high. There's a lot of moving factors before anything really starts going down. What did you see any of this coming? What What was your thoughts? My focus was on all of the the ritual with the Aiel. Like, as the whole time we've gone through the waste. And the the relationship between Avienda and Rand, and Rand's supposed to be learning, and like even in the beginning of this chapter, Jordan keeps talking about like the particulars of their culture and and their rituals, and who talks to who, and who wears what bracelet, and uh, you know the maidens, him accepting the maidens, they they go through the ritual again of drinking from another cup and all that jazz, and all I could think of, like I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on because I'm like this is important, but all I could think of is none of this matters. It's all about to, like, once he announces himself, everything has to change. Like, the little bit I know of the prophecy, which, granted, isn't much. Like, I know nobody like the Chief of Chiefs has existed yet. Mm-hmm. And no matter how this plays out, they need to take their old way of doing shit and throw it out the window and just get behind Rand. Because uh, if not, that's, that's going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of people dying. Shit's going to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Uh, I see, I slightly disagree. Just slightly. Um, because my mind went in a couple of different places. And I'm, I was there with you in the tradition. Like, you even skipped over this part from the last chapter. But we, di- we didn't discuss how um, Perrin was not sure whether or not Fayel would take his last name. Oh, yeah. We, kinda, we, we breezed right on by that. But traditions are important. And then the other thing is history is important. And what we know is throughout the entirety of the kind of acceptance of Ran into their society um, with the Maidens of the Spears, like we understand that he then becomes recognized as like blood of blood. So they are vowing to be his family, to be his protectors. But the other side of that is, is that his mother really wasn't one of them. Yeah, she was a come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like that was kind of where my focus went was they accepted her, and thus they accepted him. But there's this whole other history that we don't know about Rand yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we can kind of a, a surmise his father because he was a chief of a clan. So we will be able to hopefully learn more about that in the near future, maybe in the next book or two, because we know that some of the clans have not arrived yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as his mother's concerned, like 
who was she and what is her connection, if any at all, to the others in the story, be it, you know, like, was she, who was she running from somebody? Was she running with somebody? Like, what was she trying to escape? You know, what, there are so many questions that I have about her history. Yeah. You know, was she a queen? Was she a princess? Was she an Aes Sedai running? Like, all of the things kind of go into my mind. You know, was she just some random farm girl that ended up, you know, in the waste? Like, yeah. what? what's her story? It'd be cool if there was more backstory of her before being a maiden, other than yeah, just some simple woman, you know? Sure. Cool. And and then going from there, like the significance of the jewelry to these people, because we see, like, as we progress in the story, the more prominent the woman, the more jewelry she had. Yeah. Who was the one that so had like twenty like, billion bracelets? Can't move her hand uh, without your fiance. That, that was your fiance. That was Lan Fear. No, no, that, that, that was Bayard. The one, one of the wise one. That's Lan. Yeah, one of the wise ones. One of the wise ones. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was all jeweled up. She, would be, she was bedazzled. Yeah. But, like, did did Rand make a mistake? Like, did he, like, claim her for himself? Like, I, my mind I don't think it's too. a mistake. I think they're meant to be. I do, too. Make a he's going to share. He's going to be shared with many women. Why not just throw her in the bunch? Yeah. Why, not, why not be with a woman that is generally okay with sharing women? You know, because. <laughs> yeah, one that knows how to handle the spear. Culture. <laughs> and she can. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Ah, and work her yeah. magic. Yep. We still don't know uh, determinedly who the three are, the yeah. three women. So not for certain. Yeah, yeah. I think Avienda's in there. Yeah, and they also he talk about uh, guess how the, the the maidens have accepted him as one of their own. Uh, it was like a kid brother, you know. They, you know, I think what does it mention? They tickle him to sleep, or like some of the like the tickle fights. Yeah. <laughs> they they. You know, if this were a female, then it would not be so funny. I mean, they strip him of his clothes and then tickle him. Like, that's... Oh, no. It's the kind of thing that's secretly awesome when you're 15, and you, like, pretend to be embarrassed (laughs) by it, but secretly you're like, this is crazy. (laughs) Or, like, if your older college sister's friends are doting over you when you first get your permit or something, and they're like, oh, look, he can drive. And you're like, yeah, I can... We can go to the mall now, you know? Yeah, hey, yeah. Any lower? (laughs) Exactly. That's perfect. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I'm an adult. I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but that leads into, you know, they were talking about how you said Rand doesn't have a clan here, uh, and everybody else that's coming up, like, they have some clan representing them, so they claim them Mm -hmm. as their own. I don't know. I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You got to have some people representing you. We got your back sort of thing. Yeah, so once they make it there, the wise ones come over to give Rand some advice. Um, they tell Rand to be very careful. A tired man makes mistakes. You cannot afford mistakes today, is the quote that Bayer um, says to Rand. Um, and the women are not entering at this point because the clan chiefs are, are meeting without the wise ones at first. And Moraine approaches him and says, hey, if you're going to go in, I can't go with you because I'm not a wise one, but at least send Land with you. Um, and Rand refuses, saying, you know... The- well, no, that wasn't for lack of trying. She at first was like, you should allow me to come. Oh, sure. Because she's like, you're, you know, the bringer of change, so you can invite right. me in. And he's like, no. chick, no. no. Get serious. And then she's like, well, how about you take Land? He's like, Land's your dog. He's on a leash. Yeah. He has to do what you say. So, yeah. 
No, not Lind either. This is the Fars Demai will be my, will carry my honor, and, and the maidens seem to like that response. Um, they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they giggled. I heard yeah. it. But again, I don't think Rand really cares. I think he knows he's about to rain down change on him. I think. Oh. I think this is him kind of playing along, and manipulating a little to get his way accidentally he quite literally was just like eh, i can avoid moraine altogether if i just say my new peeps got my yeah. back but he don't yeah. really, i don't think he really cares he didn't really care about anything he's just like yeah whatever he's just trying to, ditch I just need to get in here <laughs> yeah and, his tail. and yeah so they they finally do make it make their way into the bowl. you guys think uh oh, go for it well i was gonna say do you guys think that um Rand's previous experience in Kyrian? where he was accidentally so good at the great game. Do you think that might have given him a little bit of confidence or maybe he learned a little bit from just like watching Tom? Because he definitely seems to be, at least for his ends, running circles around Moraine in the sense that she's so frustrated that she can't get in get in to figure out what he's thinking. Do you remember when book one, when we were like, Moraine is the ish and nobody can outsmart her and she's the best. <laughs> and, and you guys were calling we love her dumb. And she's yeah. evil <laughs> and we dislike her because she keeps manipulating and poor Rand. And now it's like, the tables have turned. Oh, how the turntables. Yeah. And since Tyr, really, we've been talking more and more. Well, and even in, in Tyr, Jordan was talking about how um, Rand started reading a lot on his own, getting into prophecies on his own, and from the reader perspective, it just felt like he made up his mind that he's going to take charge and he's going to make a plan. Like, fuck it, right or wrong, I'm going to start running with this and not running from people and not running to where I'm told I'm going to take charge. Uh, and these final chapters you see in multiple ways where he's definitely doing that. And mm-hmm. hopefully it's it all plays out in his favor as we move forward. But yeah, he's... He's definitely taking charge. I think it's very intentional what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly, I mean, we're, we're a product of all of our past experiences. So absolutely that time in, in Karian and uh, his experiences hanging out with Tom and everything, all of that's played into his abilities now and, and how he can, I hate to say it, but manipulate people. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. He definitely is. Yep. Yeah. So this next scene is when he actually enters the bowl and he describes it. It's a canyon, but he sees why they call it that because it looks like a, giant bowl um and as they go in matt decides to accompany rand uh and rand doesn't refuse he he welcomes matt to come along with them um and and rourke's there as well and as they're walking in they start to hear singing which rand thinks is odd because only children sing not not men but they're actually singing a battle song so they're singing wash the spears wash the spears while the sun climbs high wash the spears while the sun falls low what do you think about that? Like that they're creepy. Getting... So for somebody who wants nothing to do with it all, Matt seems to keep putting himself right in the midst of it. Yeah, that's a he just can't. That's help hilarious. He says one thing and does another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't so, get the vibes in in these chapters of Matt trying to get away though. Like, still maybe no, a little like, ah, fuck, what are we doing? But he just doesn't. He doesn't seem so gung ho to, to run away from the fight. Like, he's definitely drawn to Rand and drawn to his side. Yeah. And, and it's Rourke starts giving some advice, too, as, as this all is happening, because you know, they're talking about all these clans coming together, and he says, you know, hopefully, there's tensions really high, because you know, he gives the whole thing, you know, when two clan chiefs meet together, they talk about water. When three come, they talk about water and grazing lands. 
And then Rand goes, well, what happens when Ford comes? goes, yeah, we fight. <laughs> People die. We dance the spears. <laughs> if that many come together, yeah. we kill each other. Yeah. So he said, but hopefully that isn't. He's saying we got five, six. Yeah, here. we got five or six there. Not all, not all the steps are there yet. So that's that's part of the, the issue and the tension going on too is that there's this whole thing where a lot of people want to wait, um, but that there's there's some parties at hand that are forcing the issue. So, um, so yeah, the the story comes in and the whole Tardad sept is there in full force, and they talk about how much they outnumber everyone else, including the Shadow. Um, and they have two, you know, columns coming in, um, spears ready, faces veiled, and actually it's Rand who, who gets them to calm down. Uh, they're ready to go into full attack mode. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's the, the tension is definitely building. Um, but it, I don't know. Kind of like what I said earlier, I just I went into this with the perspective that Rand is Rand is going to mix things up. So to me, Everything that the Aiel were doing up until the point of him revealing himself is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't know. I guess if we sure. didn't, if if I wasn't so confident in what Rand was about to do, I'd probably be more impressed with everything going on. Mm-hmm. But, but even the way they march in, and I'm from this clan, and I'm from that clan, and I'm just reading it, going, doesn't matter what clan you're from, doesn't matter yeah. what you, you're going to have a choice to be part of the clan going forward, or you're going to be getting your ass whooped by the clan going mm-hmm. forward like yeah you're, you're and on the a team or not so I, yeah it's I a it off it's a pretty cool setting here too like i mean like i said this canyon is a natural acoustic like the, the way they describe it if you're up on the ledge you can just whisper and everybody can hear you if you've ever been like in a a a, a hall or like a acting place that's designed for acoustics it is awesome like if you stand in certain spots, mm-hmm. it's like on the stage. Amphitheater. Yeah, amphitheater. Amphitheaters are even like find your sweet spot. So I mean, I, I'm going back to my university. I went to um, the the main performance hall they have was designed with a ton of money just for that. If you stand on stage, you can like whisper, no microphone at all. Everyone in the entire auditorium can hear you. Um, they still have mics yep. on you, but it's it's. I am pay helped create that. Were you? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you're you're yeah. telling me I am pay. You're telling me of all the people that were standing on the ledge, not one person had gas. <laughs> and, and as much tension as yeah. there was, you got to believe there was one person that like tried to sneak one out, but it, it wasn't as quiet as they yeah. thought it was. Like, come on. Yeah. Maybe they tell you that before you go up. Like, all right, now listen, let it out before you go up. Yeah. Trust me. If you get on that ledge in one build. I don't, I don't know. Hear it. When stress, when, it's like the guy nah, I'm gonna take you when your stress arms and gets inside the roller coaster. And just, yeah. Hey, just. When stress gets that high, though, I mean, it puckers up. Like, I mean, you're, you're not. I don't know if you're gonna let anything out at that point. You'll just have bad stomach aches. <laughs> if, and if it does, it'd be very high pitched. Yeah. Very high pitched. So, like, going back a little bit, I want to know why Matt said "Darn you, Rand!" when his coin fell out of his hand and like rolled down the hill. Oh, and landed on his well he's probably oh, i was just on that page let me back up what about me Rand? Like, it was it was it it, it didn't flip heads or tails it just kind of rolled on its it's settled side all the way down the hill yep that's like darn it's you ran i hate when you well, do he's that looking at luck. Yeah, i mean so out of the ground coin landed on a change 
So he's blaming Rand's Trevirin for that. So, so like, like Rand when, disrupt Well, no. So remember when when, when Rand say? Remember when Rand was walking through mm-hmm. Tear and like someone tripped over and the fish came out and they all landed in a perfect circle. Like so, whenever Rand's around, like weird stuff like this starts happening. So Matt notices that right away. He's like, "Damn you, Rand! You're fucking things up. Your Trevirinness is starting to affect things around you, and I don't like mm. it." <laughs> yes, um, Trevirin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that back yeah. because, you know, you get Matt saying a few of the, the old tongue words and, you know, kind of joking around with Rand. Even in this most serious moment, Matt's like, hey, hey, darn you. But then like, he just accepts it. He's just like, exactly. well, I, get mad. I mean, I'm Tavirin, but he's Tavirin, so I got to <laughs> go with my boy here. I lost my coin, and, but here we go. And, you know, you your point of, like, you realize Rand's about to tip the world upside down. And there's still some significance to the show of tradition because we're seeing what they would typically do, understanding that this is probably the last time that they're going to do it. Yeah. They may not realize that yet. Even Rourke doesn't realize it yet. Yeah, which that's messed up. That Rourke is supposed to be his boy. I don't think it's clicking. And Rand is like, just wait. (laughs) Things are going to have to change. Mm-hmm. And there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. <laughs> I can the sheriff is a bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I said I was going to say I said I guys. Yeah, I said I. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> um. So then we move on to Savannah, and then Blinken goes, and I said I. Yeah. So then we move on to Savannah. I said I. Yeah, so then we move on to Savannah and Kool-Aidin, um, where they're both throwing their little hissy fits. Um, and the uh, wise one clan chiefs at first aren't letting him really talk. Um, and then Savannah brings up a good point saying, well, we don't have a clan chief right now. I was the wife of the clan chiefs, therefore I have the right to speak. And then they're like, fine, we'll let you, but Kool-Aidin, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you have no right to talk here, no honor. Yeah. Shut up. Um, and he's getting upset, red in the face, really upset about that. And, and they can't really even hear what he's saying because where he is in the ball, like it doesn't care. Their voice doesn't carry at all. So he can scream and no one hears him. Um, Allow him to speak. Yeah. Mm, it is my right. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. It all seems kind of whiny to me. Yeah. Um, I think at this point, whoever he's already convinced might follow him. Cool it in, that is. But yeah. I don't see how he's going to get many more followers in this audience acting the way he is, you know, mm-hmm. they might be able to spin the story after they leave and gather more people, but he's not making a good show here. I don't think. Yeah. And so the next thing that happens is everyone kind of files into the bowl uh, to wait the big pronouncement. That's what they're all here for. Uh, and they break off, not into clan steps, but into their on like their factions. So like they have their own like factions within their steps and they break into those, and that's to relieve tension as well. So, like, there's the red shields and the and the stone dogs, and so they break into those versus the actual. So they're they're battle steps, I guess, what you would call it. Um, I don't know how to how to put that in modern terms. They're character classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and as everybody's going down there, then they notice Rand, and people start getting really upset. Like, why is a wetlander here? You know, this is not, he's not supposed to be here at all. And they're really upset that he's there. Uh, and of course, Rourke and some of the wise ones are trying to calm them down, saying, like, no, he's, he's comes with the dawn. Like, wait. Uh, they're like, it's a wetlander. He's not supposed to be here. Like, 
Give me a minute. Yeah. yeah. So tensions are definitely super high. Um, yeah, I mean, our best hope for getting a deep dive here is with Chris, because I'm just going to keep going back to, I don't care. I just want to see how <laughs> Ran messes everything up. Yeah. It's, it also, it's well, I mean, at, at this point, you're already starting to see that dissension, and you're starting to see the shifts in what is allowed, and a lot of unease, because they realize that things are going to change, and they realize that they're going to meet the, was it Car Car? I can never pronounce it the right. Car Con. Um, the people themselves, the Car Con, the people themselves are just kind of anxiously awaiting, and you have your clan chief individuals that are like, we have other business we can handle while we wait for this situation to occur. Let's go ahead and take care of what's important to us right now in this moment. And then as they realize that Rand is coming up behind them, it's like, all right, all eyes on you. And then the tension builds. And then we see the veils come up. And we even see Ruark like getting ready to get into battle formation. And then Rand speaks and he makes a command of a clan chief and he listens. And I think this kind of shifts people's perspective because they're like, wait a second. He, he's being protected by the maidens of the spear and he just told a clan chief to chill the F out. Like, wh- who is he to tell one of our chiefs what to do? Yeah. I think that's where we see the paradigm shift and we see the chiefs understand, like, okay, this person is of some significance. And, well, first we're going to address Ruark because, dude, you're breaking tradition. Mm-hmm. And that's very much unlike you. It's not characteristic. So something serious is going on here. Right. And then Roark's like, well, you know, weren't you told that, that the wise one's already to- informed you? I'm coming with the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Neo. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. And then before... But Roark's but, just Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. <laughs> before, before Rand can even speak, Savannah breaks in saying, if this Lander, white lander can speak, so may Kuladin. And Kuladin then scrambles to the top of the ledge and announces himself, you know, rolls down the sleeves holds his arms up, and the whole crowd loses their shit. Um, cheering, fanfare. Talk about a moment of confusion, though. Yeah. Yeah. Confusion from the reader perspective? I was listening, and I stopped. Like, my attention just slowly drifted for a second. And I was like, wait, who just showed oh, yeah. their tattoos? Like, huh? Yeah. I- like, I, I think I was equally as confused as the book made the people seem. When Rand finally walked up there and was just like, well, uh, we got a match and set, bro. Yeah, no, even even reading uh, for the last two chapters, I read first and then listened. But even reading, I had to start that paragraph over a couple of times. And I'm like, wait, that's wait, not right. Why is cool? It- wait, no, what? And <laughs> yeah. And then once it clicked, and I then was right like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Are you? What? <laughs> so then right away, my mind went to like, oh, these were magic on by somebody. And we know that there are at least two people with some buy-in here. Right. Mm-hmm. And we said that Kuladin could be our dark friend, which was another. Yeah. Now, whether he did it on, he knowingly like partnered up with Forsaken, that's still to debate. Well, remember, he he left the group, uh, you know, kind of in a hurry, and we were we, we were kind of guessing that maybe he was going ahead to lay a trap or there might be some ambush or something like that. But they, they left essentially right before that last big attack happened. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if 
And, okay, let me add this. The peddlers were spending a lot of time with the Shadow, which we justified saying, well, there's more of them, so it makes more sense they would spend more time with them. So I don't know that Lanfear would have gotten involved to you know help him put on his tats because she's still very much pro loose there in ran and wants to see him rise to power so she could join up with him uh mm, this is all about that jerk uh i you know i wouldn't put it past him to have you know worked with what's his name here and putting these tattoos because you're not just going to get uh, a tattoo artist from the aiel to whack these on i mean it's just such a small group of people that saw the tattoos in, in the first place uh, when Rand first came out. So to be able to do it perfectly and get it just right, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think there's more channeling involved. Yeah. I think it was an Asmodian connection, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Kulin yeah. uh, starts going on and on about what his plans are, are as Karkarn. Uh, they're going to go invade the wetlands, take back what's theirs, you know, just basically just raid all of it and move in and kill everybody and take everything for them. Um, and everybody's cheering on this and Rance staying quiet through all this. He's calm. He's collected and doesn't even say anything. He just slowly undoes his coat, takes his coat off, rolls up his sleeves and just raises his arms up as well. And once everybody realizes it, like a hush falls over the crowd. Like I was like, wait, wait, what? The big flex. <laughs> like dead silent. Yeah, and Coolin just keeps on going. The big flex. Well, well, cool. He's like, hey, minor big yeah. the universe. So, silent from, from everyone in the crowd, but Coolin just keeps on just going. Like, he keeps on talking, you know, not even really aware of what Rand's just done. And it's not until the sounds hits him that he's like, what, he looks over at Rand, and then he gets pissed. Um, and this is when Rand starts to talk. So before yeah. we get there, anything um, that you want to talk about this whole scene? Rand's move was a good one. He was a smooth operator. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that Rand expected this, but I don't think he, he didn't let it derail his plan. I don't think he cared too much. Uh, and he had, I, I know you paused this here, but he had like the best comeback ever. Um, he, he. I think this progressed his plan. Mm -hmm. I think it sped stuff up so much, and he saw the advantage in it, and he manipulated, and he learned so much from Moraine from book one that he just took full advantage of the situation yeah. and when you think about it if Kuladin didn't do this and he just went out and announced himself showed the tattoos and then decided he wanted to reveal everything that he heard or saw in uh Rudian or how do you however you say that yeah. everybody would probably be really Rudian. pissed at him because there's really no reason to do it but now with Kuladin saying he is who he is and him having to kind of challenge him kind of gives him that excuse to spill the beans you know so yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe it worked in his favor. Yeah, but and Rand, so Kuladin calls him a wetlander, trying to dog him. And Rand, so we learned this in debate, Alan. You remember this? You don't always want to argue against every little thing they say. The best thing you can do is accept their argument, but then prove how that argument actually works in your favor and not theirs. So instead of saying no, I'm not a wetlander, well, he, he'd lose that because he is. He goes, "You're right. I'm a wetlander." But let's take a look at your prophecy, biatch, and starts reading through it. And line by line, this is why it's me and not him. So, so now, in in order for cool it in to win, he has to be like, ah, oh, the prophecy's bullshit, and I'll water down over the years anyways. And anyways, I did go into Rudy, and I just did it when no one was looking. So now you're pissing off the wise ones. They're like, wait, you did what? 
you yeah. know, so it just Coolidin starts burying himself here. Yeah, compounding burial. And Coolidin starts it's like the yeah. end of Eight Mile, where Eminem. Where, yeah, it's just like, and Coolidin's parents have a real good marriage. <laughs> Bam, mic <Mike> drop. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and by Ren being you know versed with the prophecies of of Iridian, and uh, and then Coolidin tries to say, well, you know, who knows if those are even right? And he's like. And that's when the wise ones start to get a little upset because they're like, yeah, you know, and he starts quoting prophecy. Um, and, and the Klanjus are all reluctant to to really pick sides at this point. No one really knows who's the right one is, who's the fraud. Obviously, one person's a fraud. They know that much. And and the Ayil want it to be one of their own. So obviously, Rand is at disadvantage here because everyone in the whole crowd wants it to be. They might not like Kuldin, but at least Kuldin's Ayil. So, you know, they're rooting for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, he goes through and talks about, and I love and then, how when, this when is he, where Rand, Rand just decides to spill all the beans. Oh yeah, but I also love when Rand's giving his little speech, like he says, you know, born the blood. My mother was Shail, uh, maiden of of the uh, Charmai Tardad. Um, and then you know he says, you know, and then his head, he's thick. He's like, you know, his other family. You know, he's like, my father was Tam. You know, Tam was my father. You know, he's like. He's thinking that in his head as he's like saying these Tam's things. Tam's my daddy. Tam's my dad. Um, you know, and he points out, you know, born of the blood, but not raised by the blood. Um, and that's when Coolidin goes into his whole entire thing. You know, well, I snuck into Radio and everybody's like, you did what? He's like, I'm supposed to bring change. It's part of my change. And then Rand's like, oh, yeah, you went to Radian? What'd you see there, huh? <laughs> and Colin's like, I'm not supposed to talk about it. He goes, okay, perfect, well, we can, perfect we, we, can, we can break off then and talk about it. I'm not going to talk with anybody about it. Okay, well, let me tell you what I saw. Like, everyone's like, oh, don't say anything. Like, I mean, like, literally. I don't care. I'll talk about it. Yeah, I'll talk about it. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell all y'all. <laughs> and and <laughs> this is where it really, you know, like, so at that point, Colden tries to call us bluff and thinks about what, it, what it, he thought the Aiel would have been. So he just starts spouting off all these things, and Rand's saying, "Like, you were followed. You know, we used to follow the way of the leaf, and we were peaceful people, and you know, and and Colin's like, obviously he's a fraud. Obviously, we've always been warriors, and like all all the clan chiefs are like, we've always been warriors, and everybody cheers for Coolidin. That doesn't that's not a clan chief, but all the clan chiefs and wise ones are like, yep, Rand's the Karkarn. <laughs> uh, it's it's a very very yeah, tough and then thing one now. after the other, they they declare yeah. it for Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here I started thinking where Coolidin had a point about how, you know, prophecy over time can change and words can change. And, um, you know, I was a religious studies major in college. And one one of the most eye-opening things for me was studying Old Testament and then digging through the many different translations that have happened over the time and different ways you can read certain stories. And I'm like, well, in Sunday school, the story was always taught this way. But then you change one word or you realize there's one word that can be read many different ways and it just totally changes the vibe of the story. So anyways, so maybe once upon a time, uh, the way of the leaf, it said, you know, you shouldn't pick up any weapon. And that was the true, you know, the word was no weapon at all. And then eventually somehow that got translated to, you know, you shouldn't pick up and use a sword. Um, And so like these Aiel spun off and they're like, well, we can't have a sword, but we could have spears. But the original text was no weapon at all. Yeah. And somehow they watered it down to just limiting it. So they're very adamant, don't touch so a just sword. Not swords. Right. But all the other weapons are okay. 
mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just I mean, and what me you were talking about with the tradition, with oral traditions, that gets lost even quicker. And for example, what you were talking about with the uh, the Old Testament, I mean, we have the text in front of us, even the Dead Sea Scrolls. And people will still say, like, the apple in the Garden of Eden. It was just called a fruit. Jo- you know, Jonah was swallowed by a whale. It was a big fish. We have that text, and we still right. say the wrong thing. So imagine right. if it were just oral. So Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff hey, that that. I just that, thought it was funny. Uh, if you go back to, I mean, if you talk about religion, there's tons of stuff that, that like we call fan fiction. Uh, you know, whether it's Dante's Inferno or, Par- or or Milton and Paradise Lost, there's tons of things that were written literally as fan fictions that people take as Ugh. canon um, within religion that are never mentioned yeah. anywhere in religious scripts, but people take it as canon because it was written in a fan fiction novel that has nothing to do with actual originals so it's, it's interesting like how yeah um right so anyway yeah. so moving on uh we're not going to debate uh modern day religion for hours but uh so um yeah. um so <laughs> after all this of course the they they clear they they claim for him and cooled in of course then loses his shit takes the spear up um and i think this is badass this move like so one of the maidens like throws her buckler up in the air and like catches a spear from hitting Rand and the shield comes up around Rand and uh, just this is a really really awesome scene <laughs> and the, and I love Matt during yeah. all of this and then, like all during all this Matt's like dude get out of here dude dude they're gonna kill you get out of here <laughs> like, like okay, bro it's, it's time to go bro pull the plug time to go, time to go. get out of here pull the plug it's I'm not, not good trying anymore. to fight all of them for you <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Matt's the voice of reason. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And not knowing yeah. what Rand was that about is to the do. Crazy part about Matt it. wasn't necessarily wrong in his advice. No, he's, not at all. He's, no, he's their count. He's like, I could probably take one or two of them, and there's way more than two that million. out there. So yeah, <laughs> we, we need to get out of dodge. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like the, the horses aren't outrunning these people. So yeah, he's just delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly in their territory. Yeah, exactly. And and as all this happens, Pandemonium just breaks Poor out guys. everywhere. Like, I mean, everyone's going crazy at this point because Cooldown's attacking Rand. It's just a mad scene. And, of course, what does Rand do? He brings it. He makes it rain. He just brings it down. Just pulls in all the water. And, I make it rain literally. on the hose. I make it rain. I make it rain. <laughs> guys, when I say that this is one of my favorite endings, sometimes when I, like, I'll, it'll, I'll be like in between years of reading Wheel of Time and I'll be thinking about it and this is one of the scenes that pops in my head is him just head back like this just making it rain just like oh yeah. and there's been so oh much build up about rain, the lack of water in the waste right. from the very beginning of the eye of the world when we find out about Aiel it's immediately there ain't shit in the waste you need to take a ton of water with you because you're never going to find it And he, they kill each other over a puddle yeah and then he just goes, I'm so yeah. angry. Yeah. You know, water everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And while all oh, this water's pouring down, so cool. all of a sudden... That's going to look so good on screen. Yeah. And after all this water's pouring down, a dome forms around Rand, pushing he, everybody he out. He breaks. And there's Ian's fiance. <laughs> My fiance. Uh, My fiance. Like, you fucked it all up. You know how to pick them, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> you've seen the hot crazy video, right? It's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, fell, I fell asleep halfway through, so I just went for as hot as I possibly could, which turned into really crazy yeah. as well. In college, I decided to run that whole gambit and just learn the whole chart for myself. So <laughs> you could you could tell me not to stick my stick my finger in a socket, but until I try it myself, I'm I'm really not gonna 
I mean, I could learn the lesson. I just yeah. <laughs> got to find out the hard way. Yeah. I've got hope That's for Lanfear. I think she's going to be one of the good guys by the end. Okay. You know what? I'm right there with you, especially after this book. I'm like, she may have done some evil things, but maybe she had good intentions. Yeah, and that's always had happy endings in human history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of evil to do a lot the, of good. The, yeah. the way to heaven is paved with, right? That's how it goes? Yeah, the road is paved with good intentions. Yeah, with yeah, a yeah. Bit. I kind of effed up here and there a little bit, but don't worry about that little guy. I, I go down that road, I'm going to end up where I want to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Lanfear's pissed. Um, she's like, this is not the plan. Yeah, you weren't supposed to do any of this. Um, and it surprises Rand. They had this little conversation. Rand doesn't want to even talk to Lanfear about anything. She's like, I know about the other one. There is another one. Where is he? I need to talk to him. She's like, that's not part of the plan right now. It's like, no, where is he? And um, he, she eventually eludes that Radians where he is. And he's like, all right, deuces. And remembers, and, and this is interesting. Hey, I got to take care of business. Mm-hmm. But he remembers back. He's like, I've done something before. And I wanted to see if you caught when he did this before. If you remember when he did this before. Because it describes what he does. And especially, I the Yeah, okay. Yeah, at the end of the Eye of the World, he does this. Um, yeah, but it, it, He goes it, over the battle yeah. at Tarwin's Gap. Yep. And climbs a staircase. And then all of a sudden, now he's transporting on top of the cliff with uh, um, Agenor. Um, and also Balsamon. Was during that. That, that, that was Baltimore. That was so, Baltimore. can we talk about this now? Because yes. let's go back to the beginning when I talked about like I'm getting some sci fi vibes along with the regular fantasy vibes. And Alan's like, <laughs> but he literally <laughs> talks about how he folded reality, the reality. So. Like, and you know, you go from one point to another. I mean, how is that's like wormhole travel. And then there's it the, is. and then. Let's add the concept of the multiverses or the multiple possible realities and things like that. And you can travel through them infinitely in, in an instant just by folding one and folding the other and how you line them up. You, you could just pop through everywhere. Well, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Thank you, David. Just like that. <laughs> and that's as yeah. sci-fi as it gets. I mean, this might what? as well be that's written by Isaac Asimov. Like, what, yeah. what the hell are you fantasy my ass well and then we're in post-apocalyptic world so you're definitely right we don't know how the power even really came to be or how they you know Mm -hmm. understood it and how they started to use it so like discovered dark matter or something it was it was like a electron beam accelerator that went wrong like cern yeah they collide some particles and then bam wait we can channel oh shit yeah cern finally slams one electron too hard there's a group there's a group of astronauts that went to space and then i always picture like what would happen there was a there was a cosmic storm that came through and they all got like and then they came back and like one guy could stretch really far and the other person go invisible. That, that's fan, that's per- Fantastic Four, oh, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I think no, no. I've never heard this before. Keep going. Keep going, Alan. No, no, no. Keep going. I think this so is original. original. This is a great idea. You could probably make money off of this. <laughs> Let, let's start with comic books and see if it catches on. <laughs> yeah. See if this works. Um, but yeah, that, that's that, that's that's. I, not- I always picture it, but yeah, I always kind of picture it as if like. If you found like a like a UFO got alien technology and all of society changed, or if all of a sudden you went back in time and you taught like fifteenth century people about nuclear power, and then it's just 
boom, they just changed their whole society. Or when we just discovered how to use electricity, like with wires and stuff, and it just, boom, everything Damn. is now that. Which really just, wasn't that so long superior. ago when you think about it. No. Yeah, just crazy. No, it and look at what we've done with it. So much progress. My grandparents were born in a house without power, so. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, man. It's, um... Indoor plumbing, so awesome. Yes. I mean, no, and penicillin was just within the last hundred, I mean, a hundred years ago is when penicillin was discovered. So before that, you could die from a paper cut. And totally by accident. And totally by accident. But yeah, you mm-hmm. could die from a paper cut. Yep. Um, yeah. Get infected, get septic, and uh, yeah, you die. Uh, yeah, we've only had vaccines for like 200 years. I think years. we still need that. <laughs> Man. That's called population control. Yeah, uh, people used to rub scabs on people, and that's how you'd like inoculate yourself. Uh, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. That was how they did. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Little bloodletting never hurt nobody. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I so, tried to read Treasure Island like seven times when I was a kid, and then it, I, every time I got to the part where the doctor just lets like a gallon of the guy's blood out in the tub, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try Treasure, Treasure Island again later. Yeah, we're done with this part. <laughs> it's always doing it again. Or like in Dracula, when Van Helsing will just d- does like a transfusion every hour without checking people's blood type. Like, here, come here, give this girl some blood. And I'm like, oh no, that's not how this works. That's not how any oh, of this works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, so, I don't know how so, I got down that rabbit hole, but so we also yeah. learned that um, Asmodean sci- sci-fi sci-fi. Yeah, we also learned that Asmodean is going for two of the uh, the uh, Sangriel and Meridian that they saw when they were walking past and. Rand didn't really know what they were for, uh, the miniature statues, but Lanfear alludes to that with those, they could take on and she cuts off. And Rand realizes that this is more dire than anything that's going on here. Who, care, who cares about his little pronouncement with the IEL at this point? He needs to get to Radian, and that's when he, you know, does his thing. Yeah, he, he poofs. Shivers. He poofs. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to fast forward us too much, but. It's hard not to just rush into these things, right? So he, mm-hmm. he zaps over there, does his sci-fi jump, boop, you know, folds it, gets there, immediately starts chasing. And I couldn't help but think as this is unfolding how similar this is to Nynaeve's battle with her Forsaken. And, like, there's the fear, there's the can I do this? Like, oh my gosh, I'm taking on a Forsaken. And then before you know it, like they're they're realizing, hold on, I'm I'm kind of going toe to toe. All I need is a little bit more leverage, and I got him. Like it's just, that, yeah. and then, pow! I, there's way more cool stuff that happens, and we could talk about. But like that's just as I'm reading this, I'm like, holy cow! What, here we go again. Like Nynaeve did it, he and, did it, boom, boom, boom. And yeah. neither Nynaeve nor Rand is at their full potential. Yeah. Not they're guessing yeah, their way through that's it. That's the thing. They're yep. <laughs> fumbling. Like, I don't even know what this little thing does that I brought, but I'm going to hold it and just see what happens. It's enough. Yay. But, Victory. Right. <laughs> and, and not only about a matter of experience, but they've, like, mentioned that, like, the amount of power you can hold grows as you progress. So yeah, how strong do you think Rand's going to end up being by the end? Well, he's he, he found himself a teacher. But, yeah, so pretty powerful, I'm guessing. <clears throat> Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, he figures out how to manipulate, and I know we're jumping mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, so I'm gonna stop yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah we, Alan, get us get us detailed through this battle because I I'm just ready to go everywhere with it. Oh, me too. The yeah. Next chapter, Please. yeah. So this is how we end this chapter. So anything from this chapter before we move on to the next one? Just this, I think Asmodeus Asmodian is probably one of the cooler Forsaken names we've been introduced to <laughs> so far. I always. Asmodian. 
you know, because he's based on Asmodeus. They're all kind of based on, like, mythological names. And I don't know. Asmodean just sounds so. Yeah. I don't know. That's It's, it's suave. Cool. It's smooth. I like it. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alan, you should have cut me off. I didn't, I, I didn't even realize, like, there was another chapter here. This is how dumb I am. <laughs> I thought this episode was just one, one long chapter. Because, I mean, that's how I read it. I just kept flying through it. Yeah. So I was already yeah. ready. I couldn't remember what the break was. Right. I, why was there even i jumped ahead a little bit he, he does he does this thing with the folding reality and then it ends the chapter so let's move on to the next chapter and, and wrap up this entire book so chapter 58 tra- the traps of Viridian, and the symbol is the wheel of time symbol and we start right where we left off and rand's inside um the um thingy with the staircase and it's uh, darkness is everywhere it's uh completely void of any sense sensation like it's uh he realizes he's moving but like he doesn't feel the wind or anything it's just he knows he's moving but it's it's really strange that, that's how wormholes be like i know that's, uh, they're, they're strange mm-hmm. thing yeah it'd be like that sometimes it is yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he starts to rub the... At st- least it's not Event Horizon, so... Yeah, good point. <laughs> so, he starts to rub the stairs uh, and notices that, you know, the whole platform starts to move, and that's when he goes to Iridian. He actually... Doesn't he see Asmodian there as well when he's in this, like, mm-hmm. space? Yeah. He sees him up ahead. He sees him up yeah. ahead. So he's, like, chasing after him through this... And he's, like, like trying to catch him, and he's yeah. like... Ugh! <laughs> yeah. This is very much an anime scene, like, where it's, like, all flashing past him. He's like... Yeah. So it's thought like when they fly in Dragon Ball Z and there's just that corona around them. Yeah. Any thoughts about this? Or it, that's interesting. While I was trying to look at the actual words, but it says the steps ahead of him vanished. Piece of stone his boots began to glide forward faster and faster. There was no wind in his face to tell him he was moving. Nothing in the vast black to mark motion at all, except that he was beginning to catch up to Asmodian. So it doesn't say that he saw him or sensed him or felt him. But somehow he knew that he was catching him. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could see him. It doesn't necessarily say. Yeah. But he was catching up to him. Maybe he sensed him. He, he sees a know. figure ahead, but it's so far off, he just knows it's Asmodian. He doesn't. Yeah. I guess I just assumed. Yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I thought Alan was trying to trap us with that question. So I was like, well, let me see what the exact words yeah. are. And here I am backtracking, thinking like, oh, shit, I hope I didn't fuck up. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, but. He knows he's catching up to him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, as Rand begins to catch uh, Asmodian, um, he notices it seems to be black threads, like fine steel wires, I think is what they describe it as, uh, that are running off of him uh, and disappearing to the darkness around him. And, and, and we've and seen Rand the black... surely seen those before. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've, yeah. We've seen the black threads before, yeah. And he knows what to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and Rand's yeah. kind of shocked when he turns around and sees Jason Natal. Uh, I don't think Rand was expecting. I mean, I think Rand knew it was one of them, but I guess I think he thought it was Kadir. Right. Yeah. He thought he, is, thought, yeah, it, he okay. thought it was the peddler. Yeah. That, that he was, did. And it was actually uh, the, the Gleeman, that Jason Natal, that was the Forsaken. So that, that took him off guard. Right. Um, I feel like they called that. But maybe I'm yeah, you guys giving did. them a little no, they did. extra oomph because um, I knew it was true. I'm, I'm pretty sure Chris, okay, yeah, right. Chris went straight to the Gleeman, and it just felt, yeah, he it felt good when he said it. I was like, yeah, yeah, but that, that was Chris's for sure. Yeah. Although and then when... I know Rand was surprised because he had a guess, but 
at least from my reader perspective, anybody in that group of the peddler wagon, whether they were Asmodian or Lanfear, it none of them would have surprised me, really. Peddler sus. Yeah, all of them sus. Yeah. The big plump lady, sus. All yeah. Mm-hmm. Gleeman, sus. Very yeah. much so. <laughs> yeah. So their horses, sus. Yeah. Sus. I mean, we've got Bella as an example, so mm-hmm. gotta be careful about them horses. Right, don't mm-hmm. leave them out. Yeah. Don't yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, once Asmodium realizes that Rand's tracking him behind him, that's when he starts throwing sheets of fire at Rand, um, which is kind of crazy. Like, just all this channeling going on, and, like, fireballs are, like, it's not even fireballs, it's sheets of fire being thrown at him. Um, looks pretty badass. Yeah. And yeah. Rand does, like, a quick parry, and more fire comes, and he parries mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And then more fire comes, so he parries again, and he realizes that's not enough, so then he goes with a thrust. Right. Petty, petty, uh, dress, dress. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And finally, the platform stop and ran, uh, is thrown through a doorway by his momentum. Like, it's like he hits a wall and just thrown out. Um, and he's deposited right on the steps of Rudian. Um, and both men, once again, start to channel and fight each other. Uh, neither one of them is hurting each other because they're both, I mean, as many as a Forsaken, he's powerful as well. So it's just this, this, Similar to the naive yeah. Magedian standoff, whereas that one was definitely there was nothing you could see about it, just two of them staring at each other. Here they're throwing shit at each other. I mean, definitely, um, I, you know, the def- more brute force right. than, than trying to be sly and, and, and block each other. They're just trying to burn the crap out of each other. Yeah, and yeah. I'm assuming if, if you're. If you're channeling oh, and slinging Oh, we're getting a little fire. bit of a dance treat from Chris there. Sorry. Oh, yeah. that's a little celebratory. A little belly dancing, yeah. 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 Chris, um, I shouldn't yeah, say that I'm surprised you can move your hips like that. I know you're an athlete and all, but that was, that was impressive. I like, yeah. Well, I, think, I don't yeah. think my back could do that. <laughs> right. Mine makes noises. <laughs> I can do it. It just crackles and pops. Yeah. 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 I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Chris, to catch you up real fast where we are, we uh, just got through the part where they we started just, uh, uh, throwing fire at each other. And they're at Rudian now. Yeah, now, now they're toe-to-toe. Boss fight. It's really going Boss down. Fight. Oh, and we were talking about how uh, it's it's not exactly the same as the girls stare down with each other because they're, like, physically using fire and flinging physical shit at each other and stuff's, like, getting destroyed all around them. Yeah. So, but yeah. it, other than that, is it still a stare down? Like, are they staring down and stuff's just swirling around them? But like, they're physically calm. Maybe a little beat of sweat, and then yeah, it doesn't really get a description as far as what they're physically doing um, during all this. I, I know with Nynaeve and McGinnis, they said they weren't moving at all. They said that what, but like, and that's up for interpretation. I think um, it's all in your the reader's head, whatever you your head canon. Um, sure. Now, what were they trying to do to each no, other, though? That's them, the difference. For, yeah, I was going to say, for the true. ladies, it was Even a all mental... That spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, it was... Trying to shield. Yes. So, for the women, it really was a battle of the minds. You're, I mean, they use the word spirit, but I think it was a battle of the minds here. I think that may also be the difference in the two powers, too. You know, we always associate women with being the smarter, more complex, you know, beings... And then the men are kind of primitive. <clears throat> Me use club. Boom. Exactly. Ooga, so ooga, like, ooga, I can ooga. see the difference in the power being the, the mental versus the physical as well. And when the battles happen, though we have seen Moraine do phenomenal things physically. Um, She'd be finger blasting, bro. I, 
Exactly. I, but I can see the men going straight to the physical, you know, fire right. and swords and fling. You know, I'm going to sever your five tons head, of rock at you. And, yeah. and, if I had ten more arms, I'd be throwing rocks. Let's do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Versus the women going, what's the quickest way to end your life without me having to lift my finger? Mm-hmm. I'll just shut you off to air. Like, I'm just going to make it where you can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's gonna know what's going on. Yeah. So and, and remember, they Maureen had mentioned that uh, women tend to be stronger in water and air, which tend to we think of as more subtle, whereas men are stronger in earth and fire. So the first thing is just yeah, ping, ping, yeah. Exactly. blast that. And we see a lot of that. So as as they're fighting, it, it goes from being a fight to more of a race to see who can get to the the the, the reels and the song reels first, and they basically start sprinting to the city. Um, He's got the floaty shirt. Yeah, and Asmodian leaps towards the small white stone figure of a man holding a crystal sphere, and um, you know lets out a a cry, but Rand's uh, hand latches on a heartbeat. You know later, and they basically are now holding it together, trying to fight over this thing both siphoning it mm-hmm. they're holding a white thing with balls mm-hmm. and they're being filled yeah so Chris did your mind jump to the one in the second book that was like half buried in sand they were digging out right so away. I'm like that's in the back of my mind as I'm continuing to read because it's not like when you're reading this you don't stop and ponder and go hmm, let me think about something else no you fucking keep reading so I'm digging through it but that's in the back of my mind. And then I'm watching all the power that's being wielded from this little teeny one. And if maybe size doesn't matter in the world of mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. Angrials, Trangrials, whatever. But if size matters, then that other one that's half buried in sand that's getting dug up, uh, that's that's not just a planet ender. That could be an existence ender if it's not done, used correctly. Yeah, but... The- don't or maybe I misread it, misheard it. There's a connection to the larger one through the smaller one. So like the larger ones more or less like gathering energy and storing. And the smaller ones like the key to connect. Oh. So it's like you got your power plant Sorry. and I just flip the light switch. Boom. Oh. Yeah. So now that's not to say the closer to the source you are, the greater the energy that you can get, or that you can't go straight to the power plant and use the power there. But, you know, this is a way to channel it safely or to direct it. I don't want to use the word channel since we use the word channel to actually do things. This is the way to direct that power safely. That's the conduit Hmm. is the small statue. Okay. And so they are maybe more small statues out there. Sure. So um, this may have been a source at one point to where like the men could connect or the women could, could all connect and draw on the power together. So okay. go ahead. Adam. Yeah. So, yeah. So as they're struggling for this, Rand realizes he needs an upward avan- advantage because it's pretty much matched at this point. They're both channeling Sidene, basically trying to kill each other. Um, and Rand remembers he has that little small man, uh, Angriel, that gives him more power. Uh, so in a final desperation, he reaches through the little Pulls fat out his man. little G.I. Joe. Yeah. It's not even the guy with a rifle or a hand grenade. It's the guy that's just standing there saying, come on! Like there's no weapon. It's just barely yeah. an extra help. 
it's it's, it's, it's oh, as, as, a, as a as a fat little man. So I just picture it as like a little like Buddha charm. Like it's a it's a little Buddha. <laughs> Buddha with a sword. Yeah, the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, when I was a kid, actually, at the flea market, I, I read these first when I was, like, 12. So I was, like, at the flea market when I was, like, 13 or whatever, and I saw a little jade Buddha that you put in your pocket. So I immediately, you know, paid the $6 or whatever for it and carried it around in my pocket until I ended up losing it. You get into a fight, like, the bully in high school is whooping your ass, and you pull it out of your pocket, and you go, you're in for it now, buddy. And then he just keeps beating your ass, and then, like, at the end, you're all bloody, and you're like, man, fuck this stupid thing. It didn't even work. <laughs> or, or you, like, brain him in the face with it in your hand, and you're like, holy shit. It works. <laughs> this thing is great. Oh, man. Just the guy with it. But now it's a felony because you use because you use the deadly weapon. It's yeah. gosh, no. <laughs> oh, it's high school. You just get suspended for two days and everybody forgets about it. A little in school suspension, <laughs> some dental gosh, work, no big much. deal. Eat your lunch with Mrs. Havisham. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter. They put, they put you in the principal's office and then. Uh, uh, do, you remember, do you remember that, Ian? That was my punishment. I got I got in school suspension, yeah, but they, they let you they, skip. They, well, no. So, no, he put me in the principal's office. I'd eat my lunch in the principal's office, but he didn't say I couldn't invite friends in with me. So I invited, so the, enti- in. so I invited the, like, the entire school into his office. We had like 100 people cramped his office. He Amazing came back from like, a meeting and like he's like, what's going on? I was like, you said I'd eat lunch here. You said you, some lunch, bro. You, you never said I couldn't invite my friends. And then he's like, all right, never mind. This is a bad all right, idea. Fail. You didn't say they couldn't eat lunch here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Fael. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I did what you told me. That says something about their relationship. That just... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, yeah, that was funny. She just treats parent like a principal. <laughs> <laughs> I followed your rules to the, to the letter. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, he, he, like I said, he, he's able to channel through that. And then he's able to, you know, get the flame sword out. And he cuts away at the at the black wires like he did with Agonor. Maybe I can book one. And immediately... Uh, Asmodian, you know, let's out scream. Yeah. Um, yeah. Screams. It was interesting. He said that he was at that time, he wasn't able to see them, but Mm -hmm. he knew where they would be essentially and struck at him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess only Chris can answer this. Maybe y'all can, but like what was happening at that point where he couldn't see the black strings attached to him. This is because they were channeling from or using this tongue. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he saw him early on, but at that moment, it specifically says he couldn't see it. I mean, I'm I I had that same thought. Maybe he was just blinded by the power. Blinded by the light, (laughs) ripped up like a deuce another run. There it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I don't know if anybody uh, had anything significant on that. Oh, I got the thing on the podcast. It's complete now. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I, there you go. I, te- yeah. I teed it up. You knocked it out of the park, buddy. There you go. <laughs> so, as Asmodian screams, now we just need dust uh, or dust yeah, pumpkin. Asmodian screams, and for an instant, looks you know, um, looks as if there's two of him. That was interesting too. I have questions marks next to that. Like they're Those shivering away, coming back together. Like for an instant, it looked like. Like as many as split the two people and they came back together. I don't know if you guys noticed that. So first off, it's very hard to hear you, but I get what you're, where you're going with that. And I do think it was interesting that you see a separation of Asmodian from the darkness by showing him being like split from himself. Mm-hmm. Like he was no longer his whole self. 
Now, there, I think the interesting part of this, like we learn files, other, or excuse me, not file, um, Lanfear's other name soon. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. And with this idea of otherness, like, my thought goes to do they become different people in the sense of like when the darkness overtakes them do they kind of lose themselves and become somebody else and does that mean that they initially they didn't have bad intentions at all i mean we kind of it's kind of alluded to when um ran traveled back in time through the history of his ancestors that there really is just an experiment gone wrong and that's kind of what created this whole mess mm -hmm. it was it was an attempt to travel through the multiverses so i mean that's really the question is is like are 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 they all really good with their own good intentions that just kind of got manipulated by an outside force hmm. yeah and how will asmodian change now that he's been cut off from the darkness because he was chained yeah well, he does mention what will happen to him a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. so like the 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 ties, the connection mad. to the Dark One, help prevent him from going mad. But mm -hmm. like, yeah. but personality-wise, like what what was he like prior to being chained to the Dark One? What will he become as he begins to instruct Ran? Huh. Raffo. Hey, <laughs> I got to do Checked it. I got block. to do it. Check another. Block. There you go. Uh, Two more shirts and you get a you get a free coaster. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm already rocking the uh, the shirt. I the, saw the floaties yeah, and the mug. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that shirt is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's so comfortable. And my girlfriend was like, "You look really good in that shirt." Hey. Was like, nice. <laughs> I mean, you got all these all these smiley faces. There's yours on top, yeah. and then R three down below going. Ah. <laughs> Can't beat it. Yeah, Tree did a really good job. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's an awesome shirt. Yeah. She's also like, "How deep will you be going later?" <laughs> hey yo, oh, there's a gig. That's two giggies. Uh, that's two. Oh that. man, Here we go. Oh. I did two. So after all this, Rand finally. Spe yeah, speaking of giggy, Lanfear gets into a little BDSM with uh, Asmodian after that. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, hands we're, on. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, ties him up good. <laughs> yeah, ties him off. Chains and whips, hot sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. do anything about it. Yeah. So after after all, He's screaming, no, 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 please, and she's like, that's not the safe word. Oh, we already established it's Esom. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you? <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> so so after all of this, um, Rand lets go of the power um, and looks around. The palace is like in rubble because of all the stuff that's been thrown at each other, um, and notices that the fog surrounding Rodian has dissipated. That's interesting as well. Um, you know, um, didn't know what your thoughts are around that, but I guess using all the power he did. Well, I had a couple. Okay. The first is that the power that he released was so strong it disrupted whatever spell there was that was shielding Rodion from others. The second was is that <clears throat> there was a Taangriel or Taangriel within the bunch that was protecting all of Rodion, and he destroyed it using the power they not to see they destroyed it um and then of course the last understanding is that like 
he comes as like the destroyer and the rebirther or rebuilder. Mm -hmm. And he even made the comment like, we now have water flowing here. And though we have rubble, like there's still, we're buildings here. So there's materials. Maybe we will see a city okay. in the waste again. Yeah. Get you some old gears out there to slap together some rocks. Or you can take the horde of Aiel that you already have and let them rebuild the city that you can then rule from. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, this is your land for you to be training not only in the physical capability, to learn your physical capabilities from the Aiel, but then also learn how to use the source from a male, mm. Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. And you have all these angry all around that need to be explored and determine what they can do. And you just happen to have a, you know, Aes Sedai and wise ones with you. Two Aes Sedai, if you want to count Egwene as one of them. Like you have the makings for the opportunity to create, you know, a nice little empire here. Not to mention, remember, Asmodian has the knowledge of the Age of Legends. So you've got yes. someone who knows some stuff nobody else does. Not only does that help with Ruidian, but as far as like, you know, the girls are learning from Aes Sedai who know what the people here and now know, whereas Rand is learning from someone who knows far more than they ever forgot. Yeah. So, yeah, what are some things you think he'll learn? Yeah, and even if he didn't do it himself, he saw it, and you know, because like if we went, you know, to the past, and they're like, "How does an EKG monitor work?" and you're like, "Ah, I, I, I ran a Wendy's," you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, <laughs> but but I've heard of those. <laughs> This seems to be an on switch. Let's okay. I could do this. So, what do you think are one of the things he's going to learn? Uh, probably some manners. That would be nice from Asmodian. You know? Okay, you, he seems like a a, 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 a courtly fellow. Mm-hmm. That's true. When he was begging Landfear to help him, he did say please. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So let's, let's, let's talk about Landfear. Let's talk about Landfear showing how to up. How to dress in lace? Let's talk about Landfear <laughs> showing up. Guitar. So Lanfear shows up um, um, and um, starts to comment on the Tarangriel that Rand's holding, saying that, you know, with the male and the female one, um, boys will be boys. Yeah. With those together, we, we can displace everything. the great Lord of the Dark Fantastic. himself. We can lose Theron together. Lanfear's still trying to work this angle. Join me on the dark side. I don't think she's going to stop working that angle. I don't think so either. I think well, it's just a good thing asking. that Ian's not the Dragon Reborn, or this story would have had a very different twist a few books ago. Agreed. I'd be like, yeah, okay, agreed. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. She's like, wait, really? I, <laughs> I thought this would be a little harder state. than that. Yeah. That's what she said. I don't agree with you. No, no, you're actually that hot. Let's just go. Ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. <It's> fine. <laughs> I, really I do. Alice said, join oh. me on the dark side. I don't think she's on the dark side. I, I, like, the more I read these books, there is no dark and light. In that sense, so you're getting like a tree beard vibe from her. There's like her I'm not side. on anyone's side because no one is entirely on my side. Exactly, mm-hmm. she's just like join me in overthrowing the the monarchy. Let's overthrow the this guy so that we can then rule. Yeah, and who says them ruling means they have to be bad or mean? Like maybe if they have all the power, they'll be good rulers, benevolent dictators. That's yeah. the greatest form of government. Yep. I'm all for it. Oh, so, well, 
So as all this is happening, yeah, when you get to be the benevolent dictator, I guess it would be the best. Yeah. But you have to be benevolent. That's the thing. You have to be you benevolent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think you get to pick what benevolent means. <laughs> exactly. You get to, re- <laughs> get to redefine uh, everything. We got a new dictionary, y'all. And <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I'm so as uh, as all this is happening, as just a picture of me underneath the word. So as uh, Land- as all this is happening, Asmodian starts to cry out towards towards Landfear, um, asking for help. And um, Rand tells Landfear that he cut Asmodian off from the Dark One, which Landfear shocked about. Didn't think that was possible. And Landfear refuses his help. Yeah. What? Landfear didn't just refuse the help. Like, Rand had a part in that, too. Rand's like, you could help him. Or we could use him. Like, you wanted me to have a teacher, and now I've got a guy under my control. So, you know, it's not quite the way you planned it, but this could work to our advantage because now nobody has to know that you're out against the Dark One. So you can be like the inside spy and I get my trainer and we now have one less Forsaken to deal with when we do decide to take Ish over. Like, Rand really has developed into quite the strategist here. So, I, you know, got to give him his props. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like he took Landfear's plan and then, you know, twisted it in his favor, you know, so less chance of him being manipulated, putting him in control a little bit more. She probably taught him more lessons than she meant to in the Stone of Tear when she slammed him against that wall. Yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, got him thinking. Hmm. Yeah. She's hot, but... But <laughs> she crazy. better than me. He, he started realizing where she was on the scale at that point. He was like, oh, oh, look, we lost him. She'd have thrown me at the wall in tear, and I'd be like, oh, no, don't. Oh, this, yeah, please. Don't yeah. stop. <laughs> this don't is the worst stop. thing. Get it, get it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, like, five minutes later, she, like, changes her mind. She's like, okay, no, he's too clingy. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> she, she dumps me. She, she dumps you via text. And it's one of those letters right. she leaves with an innkeeper. She says, it's not me, it's you. I'm like, well, you said that backwards. She's like, no, I didn't. No, I really, I really didn't. I, I did not do that. Yeah. So we are now at the point in which Landfear and Rand are having a discussion as to what to do with um, Asmodian, and we also hear a lot of Landfear making the statement of, "How much do you remember, Loose there, and how much of you is in there?" Yeah. So we're we're really seeing that um, she's recognizing him for who he is or who he was and she's seeing that there's a lot of cunning in Rand and she's making the statement like you are doing a lot of what you would have done in the past when you were loose there so is this you or is this the shepherd so she's really questioning herself and then you have Asmodian who is pleading and begging like he cut me off already don't you forsake me as well? Don't you cut me off from everybody else? And then he call, he cries out to her and calls her by her Don't prior name, Miriam. Leave me this way. I can't survive without your sweet love. Oh, baby, don't leave me this way. Now, now if you're reading this book at normal pace, you might have remembered it, but we've heard the name Miriam before. When he went to... When he was in Roydian, right? No, he was in the glass columns. Isn't that yeah. Pip's best friend? 
and Pippin. I was I was thinking uh, Muriel from like Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was it was in the glass columns when he was going through his old lives or through his ancestors' eyes. Um Marion was the one at the breaking that opened up the borehole. She was the scientist. Yeah. That And that that's why I said maybe the... she's not evil. Maybe this was just a mistake. Maybe she thought she was doing right by Yeah. The world. Maybe they all did. Maybe all the forsaken literally just scientists. That thought they were doing a good thing. I mean, they did. They thought they were like bringing universal power or something, and they, you know, they were. They were bringing a universal power. It just wasn't a good power, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, so it's that next step in gaining yeah. ultimate knowledge. I mean, we ate the apple. I mean, not the apple, the fruit, as David pointed yeah. out. Got the knowledge. It wasn't <laughs> n- enough. Mm-hmm. We want cosmic, multiverse knowledge now. And they tapped into that, and it went screwy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, every time man yeah. tries to become that much closer to God, you know, the tower happens, and then all of a sudden you're speaking 50 different languages. And <laughs> I mean, and then I got to take another one, an extra one in college, and it's terrible. Yeah. Who, who hasn't wormholed into another dimension mm-hmm. and run into some problems? I mean, it's uh, it's a little troublesome. I, know I have. Yeah. Come on, it's a little quirky. Call me John Crichton. Mm-hmm. Right. Yay! Yeah. Farscape. I'm hey, still finishing hey. that up. Oh man, I used to watch it with my dad all the time. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> that's the opening, guys. I'm not even. I'm not making that it's, up. Uh, that's, the, that's the opening of that show. I hit. I hit skip on that part just because of that. <laughs> that's I, I would if it weren't so fast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he's got Asmodian on his back or yeah. whatever. Cut the cord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and throw, then throw some bail fire. And then we're talking about how Landfear kind of makes the best of this. She's like, didn't expect this. Didn't know you can do that. This was a part of my plan. You know what? Fuck it. I'm a little impressed. Um, shink, shink, shink. There, I just threw a shield on him so he could channel just enough to kind of teach you, but he can't really hurt you. That's going to fade eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm deucing out. That's uh, mm-hmm. my work here's done. Good luck. Like, Meanwhile, Asmodian's like, please, God, no, please. She's like, no, can't help you. Like, by the, by the time this wears off, we, yeah. we could she have enough laughs. power. He's going to have to, like, Asmodian's going to have to work with Rand because none of the other Forsaken, nobody else is going to help him out anymore. I mean, Rand's your only hope now, And she does reveal who, yeah, and she does reveal who her disguise was um, yeah. as well. She said, I don't mind being a little tubby the, the pudgy lady. little tubby the pudgy pimpy lady. Yeah. yeah. So you guys got that one wrong. You thought it was the the cute girl. No, she went to pudgy I think you're girl. supposed to. Right. I mean, Lanfear even says like, "Didn't you think who would you think I, think I, I was?" The hot right. One? For the reason Lanfear gave, like, because I, I yeah. mean, she has a certain vanity about her. Um, she's always portrayed herself as someone very attractive. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, kind of made sense. But well, let's be real. Like she also basically. always portrays herself as intelligent and in control. Yeah. So if we were really paying close attention and we weren't being so, uh, what's the word? Just focusing on the outside instead of the whole vein. If we weren't being so vain. You're so vain. You should feel the most upset, though, because she's your fiance. You're so vain. Nailed it. It's twice. Do you really know your woman well enough to marry her? Yeah, I mean. So so anything from all this before we go back to... Yeah, before we go back to to Alcar die or Dal, um, anything from all he this scene that we, the, want, that we he missed? He finds the other statue 
Yeah, he does get the other statue mm-hmm. and keeps it hidden yep. from her. Without telling her. Right? Yeah. Very smart. Uh-huh. So you're getting this you're getting all this vibe that like all of our people are starting to get a leg up on the opposition now. They're not just winning their little battles, but they're set up to do better in we the future still have too. Nine right? bucks. They're not just reacting. Right, right, right. Now they can nine plan and they can bucks. act. Yeah. Be proactive. That's what that's what I'm feeling. Nine bucks. I know. We yeah. sure. how many years? Sure. Choices. Sure. <laughs> There, there is no choices. <laughs> they might have a choice now, is what you're saying, though. Potentially. They might be give themselves some they choices, might. yeah. Mm, the Ma- choice Ma- is cake or death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but maybe Ranza would make him give the choice. Yeah. Uh, I'll take cake. Oh, we're out of cake. We're all out of cake. Who knew so many people would be choosing cake? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they also you, uh, oh. also before they traveled back go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um Go ahead. How strong do you think Lanfear is gonna let Rand get before she decides to uh how much do you think she's gonna let him learn before she pulls the plug on this whole arrangement? I mean, is she gonna give him two months essentially with the shield? <laughs> like you got two uh, you got two months. Oh yeah, so basically like do do what you, but I mean we already established that he's gonna be stuck with him anyway, even after the shield's gone. You know, we, we we surmise that we assume that, but yeah, I'm rolling always you run and try yeah. to go. I get elsewhere. I get the feeling she's gonna let him go as far as he could go. She's probably gonna try more strongly to manipulate and be by his side and force him into that scenario. But okay, I mean, I think the more she, the more he uses the power, the more of loose Theron comes out, and she realizes that. Yeah. So she needs him to be invested in the power because she needs him to understand who he is and who he is to her. Yeah. I hope yep. they hook up. This would be a great love story. Maybe she's crazy the, the third like one. That. Daviendo, Lanfear, and Bella. Oh, Lanfear will love that. Yeah. And Bella. Mm-hmm. So you're saying. I got to share with a horse? So you're Bella. saying I got a chance. No. no. <laughs> all right. She. <laughs> It just turns so into yeah. clerks. So too. after all this, they travel back. The same, the same way they came, they travel back. But um, while they're traveling back, Rand kind of has this conversation with Esmeralda. He's like, "Well, I'm not going to call you by a forsaken name, so I guess we're just going to stick with the whole Gleeman thing. You'll just become the Gleeman of the Dragon Reborn, Jason Natal." Um, cool way to spell Jason, and, by the way. Uh, and Rand says, "Yeah." And the, and the first thing Rand tells him he wants to learn is how to guard his dreams. He said, that's what I want to learn first. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> that's going to go over. Wise ones from seeing what I dream about. That's going to go over like a fart in church for sure with those wise ones. Yeah, they're going to love it. Hmm. Oh, man. I don't think yeah. Rand cares. No. I think he no, wants no. them to find out that they can't get into his dreams just so he can rub it in or their just face. just wait. Yeah. Yeah, just to see what they say to him. Like, go walk home the next morning and be like, how'd y'all sleep last night? I slept great. You know what I dreamt about? Oh, you don't, mm. do you? Interesting. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you. Hey, uh. Yeah. So, yeah, so they get back there and um, and notices that a lot of the Aiel have left. Um, I think it's about a fourth fewer. So not all of them, but some yeah. of them have left. Um, and you find out that the Shadow have packed up and left. And they all just, everybody else had stayed and waited for them. Shocker. Um, yeah. And then some of the other Aiel joined the Shido because they couldn't handle the revelation of what Rand had said. So they just decided to go with uh, Shido rather than stay with their their other tribes, our septs, our clans. 
And they all leave to follow Rand, and that's how we end this book. No, you forgot the part where Moraine was like, where'd you go? What'd you do? Uh, uh, what are you doing? What happened? Oh, yeah. You Where'd think you he's going to be able to keep uh, Asmodee and, a secret from her? Uh, and there's a prologue, too. No. From her... And there's a short prologue, too. I forgot about that. Maybe. So it depends on what else, like, what else there is about Asmodee and, like... So they can't sense the channeling in each other. Um, if Min comes across him, Min might be able to have a viewing that gives him away. Um, the Amerlin, she lost her ability to channel, but does that mean she can't sense, like, Taviran anymore? Like, does she lose everything? Does all of that... Are you saying you think the Forsaken are Taviran? <clears throat> oh, well, I mean, there's... I mean, there's the potential for that, obviously. Yeah. I mean, why not? Hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I, I guess there's there's other ways that other people could see him and and he be revealed. So eventually, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, never mind. There's no epilogue in this book. I thought there's an epilogue. There's not. All right, good because I'm tired. <laughs> not in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the part That's where Sam. Yeah, the epilogue where Sam takes Frodo to the docks and he comes back and he puts his daughter in his lap. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. The daughter I share a birthday with. The same day that the ring was destroyed. Hey. You read that as a nine-year-old kid, you never forget it, I promise. You're like, March 25th? Oh, oh, oh. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, I, I always thought the, I thought the epilogue was, was, was Rand reaching down and grabbing a, a fistful of sand and turning to Moraine saying, I don't like sand. I don't like oh, sand. Oh, God. I don't like it's coarse sand. and irritating. It gets everywhere. I, I don't like It's coarse. It gets everywhere. I don't like sand. Or there's like the the, the Padme uh, so meme book. where Padme's like, "You want to go see Dune?" And he's like, "The movie about the fucking sand." And she just looks at him and he goes again, "The movie about the fucking sand." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. So, is there anything we missed from these chapters? And then before I kind of get onto some other things, anything? So I got every check, uh, every question I wanted to ask asked. We we have to cover our favorite character from last what, episode. What? Oh yeah, we do. But before we get to that, what's your overall thoughts on this book? Like, where do you think we're going from here? What do you think? I mean, there's lots of directions between the three different people we could go. I mean, you have Perrin, we have the girls and Tanchico, uh, presumably leaving. I think we're going and then you every have Rand direction now. With uh, okay, it, it's kind of like any thoughts on like, Asmodian being Rand's teacher? Like, do you think that's going to be a good thing, bad thing? think that's going to continue on or i'm i'm thinking i like what chris says about the forsaken might just be a little misunderstood and maybe they had some good intentions uh and maybe some were just downright evil but um it'd be cool if that kind of relationship builds between like rand and asmodian and he gets some understanding of what actually happened at the breaking uh and what life was like at the age of legends david you were talking about we're not just dealing with modern knowledge in their time period he has somebody that has some way back knowledge and over a vast period of time and maybe can put things into perspective for Rand that otherwise wouldn't be possible. So it'd be, it'd be cool if it develops like that. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be a lot cool if you did, man. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, I wanted to also, yeah, so let's um, go to favorite as character. far as the, Oh, I just wanted to point out before we talk about the favorite characters how interesting it is. Remember how when Rand was learning from Lan, the sword, 
and the first time he runs into some Trollocs in uh, the beginning of Great Hunt, uh, he freezes, and he doesn't even, like, he can't even, like, do anything, and Uno has to come save him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from the mirror drill, too, but you know what I mean. Uh, and meanwhile, Aram has had very little time to get ready. A few lessons from Tam. I mean, Perrin sends him to Tam, so you know he's been training with him. And he's instantly, like, Trolloc dead. Twist, spin, clearly going through the forms. And it's just, he got really good really fast. You ever met somebody, and after five minutes of the conversation, you just know they're a natural-born killer? Mm, no, people, but people like I, that exist. I read books. Well, again, we we hung out in Newport News. You know, you run into folks like that at oh, the gas yeah, station yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Okay, it's, I thought you were trying to go into that guy that lived at your house that one summer. That was the crazy guy. Oh well, I wasn't gonna go. The crazy guy that lived your house because he actually was a killer. We didn't okay. know. I mean, he wasn't at the. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I guess he was towards the end. What? But he didn't kill anybody at the house, <laughs> and we didn't know. But he was weird and. Anyways, he's in prison now. Backyard doesn't count as a house. Yeah. He, he's in prison. It wasn't my life, house. Right? You got life it was the sailing house. I'm pretty sure. We sublet during the summer because we were poor. That summertime <laughs> to other people and that were, yeah. He never graduated, so I don't consider him a fellow well, alum. Yeah. Well, no, he, I think he's he's life in prison, right? He's Dunsky. Yeah, yeah. He's Is he life? Life, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. He, get, he got life. He didn't get death penalty, but yeah, no was, death uh, penalty for the the, the, men, the mental thing. Save him from that. Oh, I didn't even know if Virginia yeah, had. I, I don't know what states even have capital punishment. I don't know. We're number two in killing people uh, behind Texas. Oh. So yeah, I was about to say Ooh, Texas got to be number we're one. The, we're yeah, the shit. We're number, number two. <laughs> oh yeah. Shy tan laughs. So yeah. Um. Oh, oh, I win again, lose there. <laughs> Perfect. So, favorite character from these chapters? Or are we going back Over in the episodes? Previous ones? Yeah. Let's do it from these chapters. From all the all these, we can do two. Do two from these chapters and from the previous episode. Chris says Fayil. Fayil from the previous. Fayil from the previous one, and then okay. from this one. Really tough. Like Rand's the easy choice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lanfear. She had all right. this forethought and all of this stuff planned out. Now wrenches happen, and so her plan was, you know, quickly done away with. But had Rand not been on his P's and Q's, then she would have had him trapped even further. Hmm. So from previous chapter or previous episode, I mentioned earlier, got to go loyal. And it's not so much from what he did in the chapter where he's wielding the axes. Um, It's from what he did before when he ran off, almost died, uh, taking the one IEL with him to close the way gate. And without that, they certainly would have been overrun, even with Fael's help. So, yeah, loyal's got to get some credit for all of that. So loyal from the last chapters. Um, and then for this chapter, or these chapters, this episode, I got to go Rourke. Uh, again, mm. Rand would be the easiest go-to, so I'm looking for a strong supporting character. Uh, Great and when Rand's thinking, he's like, he will take you all back and he will destroy you. And he says to Rourke, I bring change, Rand said sadly. Not peace, but turmoil. What will be, will be. Rourke, I can't change it. And Rourke just kind of shrugs and goes, what will be, will be. And he just he's 
He's also hey, Sarah, Sarah. yeah. He's steeped in all the tradition and culture and everything with the IEL that we've been talking about, and he's trying to train Rand on it. But he's also recognizing at this point, he's like, "Fuck, man, here we go." I mean, it's it's got to happen. I ain't gonna be mad at you. He's, mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna follow you. Let's let's see what happens. So, yeah. works kind of the man here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, and I'm just gonna be boring yeah. and say loyal and uh, Rand. Someone's got to pick Rand. I like that. Yeah. He did some awesome shit. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I was reading these when I was all up in my high fantasy kick as a kid, and I always love the magic system here. So anytime I get an insight into how the magic system works, I'm here for it. And I just love the big epic battles. Those are always Mm. like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, one question I did want to point out, and uh, at this point I can mention it. Um... Remember at the end of book one when he's fighting Beelzebub, and he also severs the black tie. Yeah. Do you think that may have had any bearing on Beelzebub's actions between books one and three? Man, so in a reread, that is something I shall pay attention to. Definitely. See that—that's one of those things. I always wonder if that's okay to bring. It's kind of those things. That, the information's all there, but unless you are really paying attention, you're going to miss it. Yeah. But I feel like a good Alan can literally cut me off if this is a problem but i would i would think that a compensation for you guys going through this so slowly is some reminders be like, yeah exactly because you don't have any chance there's no you guys have even less of a chance than a normal person of so what's bad is it. i just re-listened to the first three books but i did mm-hmm. it i finished it maybe midway through this so mm-hmm. i wasn't really thinking about that again but like if had i done my re-listen now after mm-hmm. the cutting of the strings and knowing what that means and what it does, I'd pay attention a lot more to how ballsy changed afterwards. So, yeah, man, I, I get it more than ever. And mm-hmm. Alan, other people have always said it. They're like, yeah, you know, your first read's great, but wait till your second read. And wait till your the third. fourth read. Oh, the fourth is the mm-hmm. shit. That's when you really go, oh, the teacup did what? Oh, shit. I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, you're waiting for it. <laughs> well, once yeah. you... Yeah, once you get up there in reads, what I mean, I haven't gotten that high in reads. I'm, I'm, I've done three now. This is my fourth, technically. But talking to people that read it like 10, 20 times, what people start to do is they start to look at it like from figuring out a different character they want to really focus on, like a tertiary character, and really focus on that character and find a new favorite character each time and kind of follow in their eyes. And it, it makes a different story yeah. Like if you do that. But yeah. I read a book once called Shogun, and the way that it's always su- suggested that you read that book is the exact same way. Every time you read it, because you want to read it's a, it's like one of the most rereadable single novels I've ever read. Every time you go through it, you focus on a different character, basically. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit. Changes the perspective. And, yeah. Yeah. Also, one other treat I think you guys are going to have on your uh, rereads is, I- I've talked to Alan about this before, but this is the single most immersive book series I've ever encountered to the point where... Three people I know who, like, are incredibly different personality-wise and alcohol tolerance-wise have been knee-deep in these books, gotten, like, blackout wasted and thought they were in the books. Like, there was one point I got wasted on $2 wine and thought I could channel and I was going insane. I thought I could feel my guts rotting and stuff like that from the taint. One of my uh, friends who, like, never drinks was kind of, like, judging me at the time because he had to, like, babysit me and take care of me while I was, you know, going insane from the Dark One's taint. And then, like, a month later, he started reading them, and then the exact same thing happened to him, and he actually, like, called me to apologize for judging me on I'm it. so sorry. And then, and then my girlfriend's you might best call, friend was... The, you might call that wine? 
Yeah. You might call that wine. I call that shrimp tea. But, you know, shrimp that's tea. up to that. You know, it's yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and then tea. my girlfriend's best friend, who was like, you know, your traditional, like, high maintenance from a wealthy family girl that you would not expect to be into anything like this, read Wheel of Time. And she said that when she was in college, her boyfriend had to, like, call her the next day and almost broke up with her because she just sent him a slew of texts talking about being an Aes Sedai and touching Sayadar and stuff like that. Nice. So, there's something about these books, man. They stick with you in a way that I've never read anything that does the same. I think it's kind of good that we're reading as that we have to read as slow as we do because there's so mm-hmm. many books, and I know, I know the way I read once I'm really into it. And it, I probably mm-hmm. would have read Eye of the World very slowly, and then in the next two books, I would have been like, okay, no, I'm committed. And then by this book, I would, I've said, just take off work and be off and just totally disappear for the next. 10 fucking books and mm-hmm. I can only imagine after three books of that that your brain just you're just into it you know so. yep yep you really oh it, yeah like That'd I said there's nothing quite like it yeah cool something to look forward to for the next time I guess yeah 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 <laughs> Well, so the next time we're recording, hopefully, unless we have to change things around, is going to be on the 16th. That's when this one airs, right? We have to change some things around. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. That's when this one airs. So that night we'll be recording as long as we got everything in line. We do have guests coming on for that one. It's gonna be we're gonna be covering the prologue of Fires of Heaven. Just just the pro, it's a very long pro. It's a girthy prologue. They get longer and longer as the series goes on. That's what um, she said. So we're gonna do the prologue of Fires of Heaven, and our guest for that show will be Seth from What Spoilers. So. I am happy Yay. to announce that we'll have Seth on. Um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun with him. Um, Watch Spoilers Podcast is one of the oldest podcasts. Um, um, not the oldest one. Um, actually, we're doing Seth on the 16th. The very next week, we have the boys from Twatcast, which is the oldest podcast coming on. So we're, we're going old school the next few weeks uh, to start off Fires Heaven Strong. So the first two episodes yes. of Fires Heaven, we have two old, old school podcasts coming on with us. So looking forward to all that. It should be a whole lot of fun. Um, but, um, yeah, stay tuned guys. And, um, it will be, it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. So cool. anything else, uh, from you guys before I move on the wrap up? Well, I wanted to thank you guys for having me on. I know that unlike a lot of the people you've had on, I'm not a content creator. I'm not a moderator. My username is my literal name. I'm just a dude <laughs> who really, really, really enjoys this podcast. It's my favorite podcast right now. Yeah. And thank you so much. Yeah, sure. and, and thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on with us. It was great. And I'll have you back sometime mm-hmm. soon. So Yeah, loved awesome. it. How we can be found is at the Wheel Yeah. How you can be found is at the Wheel Reads um everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um we can also uh, be found on our website, thewheelreads.com. You can find links to all of our cool stuff like our Discord server. Come join. Um it's a great community and I think David can attest to that. Um it's fun for fans, mm-hmm. it's fun for people that are first time readers. Experienced readers, uh, there's just a lot of fun stuff to do there, and a lot of people to talk to about the series, um, no matter how far you're in. Um, also, links on their website will go to things like buying merchandise. As I mentioned um, in previous episodes, we do giveaways all the time, um, so keep coming back to all our different social media sites to find more giveaways that we're doing. Uh, we do give giveaways in Discord too, so come join it for that, if nothing else. Um, free stuff's always cool. Um, and then, uh, you can always buy it if you don't win it. Um, and you can also support us through Patreon. Uh, Patreon's the best way to support us because it's just, yeah, ways that we can pay for all the service fees for everything that we pay for because it's a lot. 
um, at this point. When I first started, we did everything for free. It didn't cost us anything to run a podcast. Um, I just did a budget, updated budget the other day. I think it's like $80 a month just in like f- different things, <laughs> subscriptions. So uh, whether it's the Zoom <laughs> subscription or different things for like editing software and things like that. So um, it does help out. It helps uh, helps us run a podcast. So consider it and plus you get perks. So um, great ways to help us. Um, and other than that, yeah. Um, like us, share us, review us. Um, and that's all I got for this week. Until next time. Peace. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. I'm still going to do something here. Okay. But, like, I'm going to Virginia this coming weekend, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris offered if you wanted to go to his place and save gas money, because we're going to Zoom the whole thing. It's up to you, because it's just going to be me up here. Okay. Um, Cool. We'll we'll be all Zoomed together, but. You sure I wouldn't be intruding, Chris? Chanel, my fiance, has offered to, like, host people, and she's a super introvert, so. Taking full advantage <laughs> of enough. the opportunity to have Fair enough. Over. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Understood. Like, I, I don't know what it is about me. My entire circle is full of introverted people, and I'm just starting to realize this. Like, the more I... Like, okay, so I'm trying to get my bachelor party set up. I know I'm a year out, but I'm like, all right, peeps, let's start this group text. Let's see what happens. And I put this group text together, and I got no responses. Give Alan and I a list of names of who you want to party with and just say no more. I know I can do that. Handle it. I was I was trying to give my best man the opportunity. So then like I go to him and like Did you get my text? (laughs) Yeah. Half the party will be missing and won't make the wedding, but it's gonna be fantastic. (laughs) That'll be fantastic. I was like, Did did you did you get my my text? He's like, Yeah. I just didn't know what to say. How about hi? What's up? I don't know if there's any. <laughs> I don't know if those kind did of. Did you already ask him to be your best man? I did. Oh well, then yeah, he should be like answering. Yeah. Yeah. What was it, uh... I have two best men, and neither one of them answered. So yeah. What was it? Uh, hmm. the way we used to haze new sailors in college. I don't think they can go over anymore these days. But uh, I don't know if they still do the same tax we did. Like we'd like break into their dorm room and like. Wake like wake him up, pour shot down their throat, and throw blindfold and throw in the back of a van, and then drive them off somewhere as they're hazing. And then uh, they wake up, get on blindfolded, they're on a boat, and they're in the middle of the water, and then sail across for more drinks, all while we're throwing stuff at them. First, they have to paddle; they have to earn their sails. <laughs> yes, we, they just have paddles, and they're paddling the boat. And if they do good, we hand them a sail. And a beer. And then they're allowed to start sailing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, more beer. The, the yeah, keeps coming. more shitty shots. beer. This is dope. This is why I just hung out with people like you guys in college rather than like join the organizations because then I get to go to all like the sailor and the frat parties and I have to get hazed. Yeah, exactly. It was 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 cute and cheeky shenanigans. Like nobody really got right. Of course, of course. We only had two guys go to the hospital for hypothermia, but that that didn't have to do with partying. That was just poor decision making on their part. They went out with a crash boat, did, and they tipped. Never yeah. Let me see where they are with songs. Yeah, that's, that's why I wasn't in a rush to get them. It's I was pulling them out, and they were like ice cubes. I was like, "No, did you learn your lesson?" 
And they're uh, like, you know, when your body temperature's like in the mid 80s and you're about to die, you, you can't uh, talk. So I'm waiting for an answer before I pull them out. And they're just going, gig, 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 gig. death throws. <laughs> yeah, right. I pulled I, them out. They're like peeing on each other. And I'm like, ha ha, I'm going to make fun of you for this. And they're like, I can't, gig, gig, gig. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's horrible. Are you, just are, you guys, are you guys ready to come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start on, on server deafening you guys. Yeah. Our server, on server muting you guys. All right, we're slowly coming back, guys. Just when Delusions plays a song, you know that's what we do. Um, destroy, destroy. Goodbye. Come on, why is not unmuting me? Oh, there he goes. Was someone else trying to unmute with Chris? Okay. Let's go, David. If you want to unmute, oh, you already did. Okay, cool. Yep, looks like we are. Oh, there we go. Yep, my bad. No, you're good. I'm just looking through everybody, making sure everybody's good. All right, just quick mic checks. Can you guys hear us? It's not if you can hear me. Is there anyone? Can you hear us? I guess we should take turns saying something. Ding dong, merrily on high, and have the bells are ringing. Did not see that coming. Ding dong, fairly the sky is ringing with angels singing. Check, 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 check. I'm getting no. We can't hear you. Which usually responds saying they can't hear you. That means they can't hear us. Huh. Chris, Chris said ding dong about three times. Y'all missed it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. <laughs> ding dong, the witch is dead. The witch is dead. Um, <laughs> Who are you? What are these voices? No, I'm already on Chris's credit. Sorry. All right. Um, let me just take a look here. All right. Um, how's everybody's break? good it was beautiful i got more uh we got freaked out because you forgot to stop the recording yeah, we didn't know other... what to do yeah <laughs> it's a <laughs> nice percent recording i was like I is, lose... he, is he coming back if i lose one percent it's the road body stuff i i lost that i'm gonna have to re-record anyway so i don't really care yeah as long as you got it i it's... got it yeah oh baby i got it baby she's got it <laughs> Oh, now, Alan, if you later decide that you need to go back and smooth it over and you need me to come back in and dub over myself so I sound smarter, that's okay with me. I really don't mind that. Just let me know. Oh, yeah, no, no worries. I will let you guys know uh, if I need anything. That never happens. Yeah, no. just, just sit there and hold up a blank sheet of white paper so people, and pe smile at the camera, and Alan will fill in whatever so, he needs it to say. So some people, oh, yeah, like all those memes. Yes, perfect. Some people do don't we'll notice, but the echo was so bad in the first episode we ever recorded with Chris and I in the same room because we had no idea what we were doing that I actually went back and edited out, edited out all of my talking and then reset everything I did and actually re-recorded all of my audio for the first episode um, that we ever did for this. <laughs> Um, once you, once uh, you know that and listen to it, it's hilarious because you can you can tell, tell like so clean. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just thought that was a dis, you know a disparity in the mics. I didn't realize it was all that. You no. came back and redid uh, it. I redid everything. Jeez. Disparity in the so mics bad. called disparity in the users of the mics. Oh yeah, we, we, we had no idea. We were little when we first started this. We all recorded on our cell phones. I did all my editing on my cell phone. Like I usually I edited on my cell phone. Like. Like it was, it was horrible. Like yeah. I look back now, I was like, we had a podcast. Like, that's that's what we had. Well, I know you can do that. You can. It's really, really crappy. Well, that's the um, problem, David. You can't do that. That's why we sounded so <laughs> shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What not to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, Chris and I laugh about it, but like, this is what like, Alan didn't have that much gray hair when he started this. By the way, 
Yes, three it's like times being president. Chris, Chris and I don't really work that much. We, we read yeah. at all, and then talk and bullshit. I got little kids. This will make my hair go gray. Yeah, it's, the kids. It. it's the kids. It's somebody's got to. The kids make my hair go gray. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> that's the kind of guy you want working with you on a group project for sure. That's right. I'll take that A. Exactly. I will take that A. I am horrible on group projects if I'm not the leader of it. If I'm the leader of it, I run with it and I probably do 90% of the work. If I'm just added on to a group project, you will not hear from me at all. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to take the A. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> like, I, so I'm, I, it's one yeah. of those things. If I'm running it, yeah, I'm going to work my ass off. If, I, if you just add me to your group, I'm the worst person to add to a group. I'm not a good follower. <laughs> Look, oh professor, you said lead, follow, or get out of the way. And I got the fuck out of the oh, way. Oh like, that's... <laughs> followed like, your instructions. Guys this, guys, this is the fifth group project in a row you've done about sailboats. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, Alan just keeps taking charge. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. I, I worked yeah. either sailing or fishing into a lot of my projects. It, it was something on the water. Yeah. I remember yeah. you did that group project with, uh, what was her name? The cute girl. Um, you did a BB. group project. Yeah, BB. And you borrowed my parents' pier, and your your science project was just playing music and going fishing and seeing what music fish were attracted to, which is really just an excuse just to jam out and fish all day long and say it's a science project. <laughs> we didn't even put the we didn't even put speakers in the water, like because I wasn't going to ruin any of my equipment. <laughs> yeah. I literally sat on his parents' pier, listened music. to music, and went fishing. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> with, with like one of the cutest girls in our class. It's a great size. Fantastic. We we got an A. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. That works. <laughs> Don't have to worry about getting interrupted by actually catching anything because the music's so loud. Like, All right, exactly. We can get shit. Fun times. Anyway, you guys ready? She caught some feels though. Oh. 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 <laughs> First giggity of the episode. Giggity. <laughs> So you guys ready to go? You guys ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, brief pause. <laughs> <laughs>